Welcome to the Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today we are bringing you Season 2 of the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Look, mate, three generations ago, my ancestors forged the Great Blade Skull Splitter. With it, they won the Goblin Wars, the Hobgoblin Wars, the Orc Wars, the Demon Wars, the Elf Wars, and the Gelatinous Cube Wars. That one doesn't even make sense because they don't have skulls. Now, all these years later, the legend of the Great Skull Splitter grows. Offering dice to help you create your own legends, Skull Splitter Dice makes the highest quality dice beautiful dice of both plastic and metal. Want to roll bones that look like bones? Or just something with enough heft to split the skulls of your enemies? Skull Splitter Dice has that and more. Check them out now at SkullsplitterDice.com slash Tomeshow and use the coupon code Tomeshow with all little letters and get 15% off. Now get out there, split some skulls, and build some legends. Hello everybody and welcome to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon and no, I didn't change the intro trailer today because a man named Mohammed came into my house to check the colour of my curtains. True story. <laughs> Let's, uh... Wait, what? Did you not on watch the story. intro Why do I pay you to be here? Um, well, that's... <laughs> It's, okay, let's start from the beginning. So, I woke up. Suddenly, there's no. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into today's game. <laughs> it was a smooth June afternoon morning. Anyway, well, we have the Dan Dillon back with us. Dan, you're from PAX. Dan, how was PAX and how are you? PAX was incredible. I should hope one day to be as cool as that show was. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here. I'm ready to play some D&D. I've been missing it. I've been missing you guys. And this is going to be great. I can't wait to jump right in to Riodan getting his back laid open by semi-solid tendrils of thorned blood. It'll be cool. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm, uh, that's why I'm here, you know. That's why I wake up every uh, every Tuesday is just to get some Dan Dillon vampire sex scene rolling so let's do that we have uh tool school with us tonight tool school how's it going i am doing great i was also at pax uh unplugged and it was amazing and i have i have new glass dice which are very very Yay. cool that i got from some of our folks folks who uh are out there and sell such things and uh yeah so uh uh, I had a blast. It is great to be here. I am playing Glass. I am back here today trying to figure out uh, how real Dan is going to possibly ever save anything, uh, much less all of the world and a burning tree. So, uh, let's get on with it. Absolutely. And we have Simply Jackson with us tonight. Simply, how's it going tonight? Uh, a world yeah. champion of RPG sports, I should introduce you as. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, last this past Saturday did the uh, what is it? The not encounter roleplay. Oh my gosh! RPG sports uh, grand finale it was really fun. Had a good time, and uh, other than that, just been living life. Like I mentioned earlier, everybody was like, "I got to go to cons and I get to do this and that." And I was like, oh, "I got to pay off my car." 
because I'm I, I need to adult. I just want to focus on the adults. <laughs> But that's Again, it. that's still like the best thing, much better it than any convention really is not having debt. Like I've paid off yes. credit card and stuff before, but like this was the first time it's like a big chunk of money, like a big loan oh, yeah. to pay off. So it felt really good. But other than that, I played Tilly, our um, fighter dwarf. She is just sitting around waiting on a good time to swing her uh, warhammer and watching everybody get into these very flirty relationships with people and thinking like, she's where's a the fight? dwarf kind of girl. <laughs> She's a dwarf kind of girl. Last session was kind of a dark fantasy dating sim, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really funny. It was, it was it was fun watching all the NPCs like casually flirt with these really awkward characters. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to describe my life in four words, dark fantasy dating sim. Maybe those four. Uh, but we it's have... Uh, it's not a bad way to go. We have McLogan with a slight low a girl, my friend. Uh, it's going great. Uh, I was going to talk about how disappointed I was in for, with you because the intro is still not updated, but <laughs> I, I love you. Um, yeah, uh, I'm McLoken. Uh, I spend my free time nowadays uh, paying my mortgage, so adulting, uh, and uh, doing little thing called <laughs> writing D&D campaigns while I have Band of Brothers on in the background. Uh, that's been my it's hobby lately. So possibly the most middle-aged sentence that you could hope to uh, create. <laughs> <laughs> I love Band of Brothers. Okay, I could watch that show on. So do repeat. I, but but basically, you're my dad now. So what's up? <laughs> I've already doing? established that I I really could possibly be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh. canon. It's canon. Yes, it is. Canon. Oh, it's canon. Okay. Well, no. See, no. Will you can start a sitcom called My Two Dads, and it'll just be me and uh, Paul Squall Big glass being and your cloak. dads. Yeah, yeah, glass and cloak, obviously. We'd be the best dads <laughs> ever. Glass and cloak would be the best dads ever. Yeah, because if anyone fucked with you, cloak would murder them, and then uh, glass would like give you like teach you how to do magic and like uh, have you study. You'd be good at school. Um, and give you mead. Yes, that's true. true. I know it's be far more accomplished. to bury the bodies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but today I'm playing Cloak the Gnome Ranger. I'm super excited and uh, I can't wait to see what fucking shenanigans happens, you know, <laughs> with blood drugs. Blood drugs! Dun -dun 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 -dun. Speaking of which, we have uh, Scarlet <laughs> Moff of us tonight. Scarlet, how's it going? Hello, I'm well. I um, I didn't go to a convention this weekend, but I did my road ready course, so I'm allowed to go get my learner's license now. So I'm Hooray. also uh, adulting, Hello. sort of. I'm turning I'm 23 next week. I'm not. I'm not much of an adult. <laughs> but I am playing uh, Rowan, the Ravenfolk cleric. Um, I apparently still look like Kari though, because um, Riordan wishes I was looks that attractive and not as a uh, an old bird grandma speaking of which you have a grandma too we've got my two dads and my drug making grandma that's true in many ways i play dnd to try and create some semblance of the family that i never had a dysfunctional nobody family cooks like grandma. <laughs> no, no, nobody cooks up my like grandma does that so make true. dan our god oh boy you don't want to give me that power Wow, yeah. <laughs> no, Dan, Dan is the wine uncle. 
He drinks yeah, beer. Uh, just forgets <laughs> that we exist. <laughs> oh boy, all existence is pain. And welcome to the World Tree Burns. Um, as we uh, head back into another fun-filled episode. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, we'll be playing Riordan. Uh, he's a horrible drug addict, and he's uh, having some kind of vampire sex scene with Dan right now. So I'm swiftly going to get move on into into that conversation. But before we do, I remind you guys of a couple of things. The first of which is we're sponsored here today by CobaltPress.com. Uh, go and check those guys out. The Midgard world is fantastic. It's rich. It's got vampire sex in it. What else could you possibly want? Plus drugs. Uh, go check it out. It's awesome, and we're having a lot of fun here playing it. So. Also, uh, what else? Fancygrounds.com, a virtual tabletop of choice. Go check out the demo version for free. It's awesome. We use it for all our games here on Encounter Roleplay, and it is uh, just really good stuff for playing games at home with your friends or online. Uh, uk the go-to destination for tabletop board games, war games, and more. And Tabletop Loot give away a set of dice at the end of each and every show here, and I forgot to do it like twice yesterday, so uh, I think we've got like three sets to give away at this point. Um, but, oh, last thing is, here's a tweet for you guys. 20 retweets for your decision, and of course you can donate to a the game as well by giving players that ones, that 20s, wild magic surges, and worse. But I will hand over very swiftly to our Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon, to remind us of what happened last week on the show and to take us into tonight's episode of The World's Tree Burns. All right, so uh, last week we had just sort of an interesting melange of uh, investigation done throughout the city of Zobek, uh, a great deal of flirting with a great deal of NPCs and some very awkward PCs. Um, you guys met with Vandessian Thrick, the leader of the Black Shields Mercenary Company, trying to uh, well, just kind of catch him up on some of the things that happened at Castle Shadowcrag. Uh, and hoping to leverage some of his contacts that you know that he has to help uh, gather up some some information on what's going on. And I think I have a goblin lurking around in the background behind <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, you, let's see, what else did you guys... They are. What else did you guys check out? You were searching for the lost uh, member of the, uh, the flock of the cultists of Morena that are sort of secretly worshiping in and under the Soak Scabbard, uh, one individual by the name of Thalen. Uh, you haven't been able to really find a whole lot about him. You had some leads that led you to a, a store called the Book Fetish. Um, and uh, you were tracking down at last blush the whereabouts of a tiefling who had supplied various narcotic and illicit substances to Riodan, amongst others, in the past. Uh, apparently this tiefling had ended up dead, was found murdered in the river, and uh, you were, uh, in addition to trying to leverage Thrick's contacts to find out uh, anything about Blood Kingdom agents who might be in or about the area, also trying to find out where that tiefling's body was taken, which I believe was at Rowan's request, if I remember that correctly. Okay, uh, so we left off immediately with uh, Riodan in one of the back rooms at the Silk Scabbard. He was taken there by a dark-haired beauty, one of the companions who works for the uh, for the brothel. He was mm. taken into the room under uh, certain pretenses and was fed this strange syrupy red liquid, uh, whereupon he got nice and high, began to hallucinate, and the, the image of this beautiful woman shifted into a blood-soaked nightmare from his past, a pale-skinned yes. woman in black and crimson leathers and lace, wielding uh, a very familiar item 
the the scourge that was given to you in a, a strange vision of someone else from your past. Uh, this scourge is a, a leather-wrapped handle and these lashes of liquid flowing blood studded with little thorns uh, is just tearing into your back as this vampirus laughs and cackles at the top of her lungs. And uh, as the, the lash cracks, slices through your clothing Ow. and your flesh, you can feel now and then the barbs digging all the way down to the bone. She uh, wraps her fingers into your hair and you can feel her claw-like nails cutting into the back of your scalp as she wrenches your head backwards and she purrs into your ear. We are going to find you. You and every single one of your heretic followers. And we're going to burn you all. And you can feel the tip of her tongue run along your earlobe. And this sudden tearing pain as her fangs rip into your throat. And uh, the, the scream of this agony mixed with this strangely, um, as much as you might not want to give into it, this dark, almost ecstatic... Uh, euphoria that seems to flow from her bite just overwhelms your senses and you don't quite black out but you lose track of time what's happening around you uh, everything just sort of blends into this grayish red smear in your vision uh, until you find yourself uh, kind of incoherently screaming clawing at your neck um, tearing at your, your clothes and the back of your shoulders, uh, and you can see across from you as your the haze in your eyes begins to clear, you see uh, Deren, the, the companion who took you back into this room with this shocked, horrified look on her face and her hands up, and it looks like there are scratches on her palms, and she's like half backing away from you, but also half trying to calm you, and she's just saying your name over and over again. Riordan, Riordan. You're all right. What the fuck is your problem, woman? Take a deep breath. And so this kind of goes on for a while until you very gradually come back to your senses. Right. Okay. What just happened? Are you yourself? She looks um, equal parts scared and uh, very concerned. What the question are you? I look at her. She, she sort of she sort of straightens up, and uh, and lets her hands fall down to her sides. Uh, you look around. You see that the uh, the bed is disheveled. The mattress is like a quarter off of the frame. Um, it looks like several of the sheets have been ripped, uh, and it looks like there's a little bit of like a few drops of blood staining the uh, the bedclothes. What what the hell just happened? What what did you see? You uh what did I see? Um uh, well, she kind of uh, her face flushes uh, as she starts to recount this. Well, I I gave you the um I gave you the drug you wanted and then yes. you uh it seemed fine for a moment, but then you began it it's like you were having a, a terrible nightmare. You could say that, yes. Hmm. Are, are you all right? No, I'm not all right. First of all, not really high anymore. Second of all, there was some scary vampire lady 
started eating me, and then she said something ominous. And uh, it wasn't so I would very say hot, as we say. At this point, you are you are back to your senses, but you're definitely still kind of in that buzzed sort of high state. It's very light, but there is still this lingering euphoric effect. So at least it's taken something of the edge off, and giving you something else to think about at the at the same time. <laughs> All right. She uh, um, she looks she looks a little confused, and she says, "Maybe you should get something. Uh, you should go drink some water, and perhaps." Take a rest. Go to sleep. What? Oh, so now just because I had a weird dream, fine. Ah, uh, uh, this is weird. This is one of those things. Ah, pause. I'm going to have to talk to nerds about this, aren't I? It's magic and shit. Ah, uh, fine. Fine. Come with me. You're my witness. She she sort of looks at you dubiously, but nods and opens the door and kind of holds it for you. And I... I, I shout out, Nerds! You're gonna love this! <laughs> oh, is he talking uh, to yeah. us? <laughs> so, is he talking uh, to us? <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who were uh, who were in the common area of the silk scabbard, um, let's well, see. Rowan was I just outside the door. At the door. Oh right, you were you were listening at the door, so you heard all of this. Uh, so the door opens up, and you can see Rowan just sort of lurking in the hallway, with her head canted to the side a little bit, staring at the door when it opens. And you like bellow for the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, <clears throat> hello. What the hell are you doing out here? Oh, well, my I God, the... were you joining I... in? Uh, no. Oh. I didn't think you were into Ovi position, but, uh, you seem to be having a bit of, um, trouble from what I heard. You seem to be having a bit of trouble. Yes, I suppose I do. <clears throat> it was some weird dream thing started happening and the scary vampire lady started whispering in my ear. Oh, so Did the drugs... book say anything about that? Well, I don't really do the books. That would be uh, Grazashan that you would need to talk to, but um, uh, there are maybe, things maybe, I can tell you. Right, right. Do you want to well, go on then. You t Tell me what you saw. Right. I was there and things were happening. And then... So, uh... At this point, the the dark-haired woman sort of raises her hand in a, in a, a one-moment gesture and wanders out into the hallway and toward the common room. Uh, the rest of you who are in the silk scabbard, the door to the back hallway opens up, and a somewhat haunted-looking Deeran, the woman who um, dragged Riodan off to the back, at this point, probably say about half an hour ago, maybe maybe 45 minutes, been a little while. Uh, she comes out uh, and scans the bar looking for the rest of you. And assuming you all haven't left, she comes over to where you're seated. Hello. Um, could the Can three of you... Glass? Is this how women always look when he's finished with her? <laughs> you're, uh, you're muted, Squall. There's a silent spell on you. Uh, more or less. Uh, 
Actually, the men usually look worse. <clears throat> so she comes over and she uh, she smiles somewhat weakly at you and says, "Would um, would the three of you please follow me? I think your your friend has important things to tell you." Are you okay? Oh yes, yes. Uh, I'm fine. I'm not so sure about Riordan. Oh, well, we knew he wasn't fine. Well, uh, like I mean... more than before, fine. Yes, yes, I would think more than before. Uh, all right. All right, so she leads you back into the room and uh, kind of gestures for you guys to go in. And uh, she actually stays out in the hallway. So if you want to close the door, go in, talk, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, I'll probably so be the last to go in and shut the door behind us. You don't want her in? You don't think her opinion would be important or her side of the story of what happened in the room? She didn't take the drug. No, but she saw him when he was on it. I mean, we can ask her later. It's not like she's going to go anywhere. Oh, all right. Sure. All right, I mean, so you guys make some money. And, uh, you see, you see Ryodan. His, uh, his shirt is untucked. It looks like his shoes are off. He's, he's barefoot. Um, his shirt is cut or torn. The room is in a little bit of a shambles, and he's got like deep scratches that look like fingernail gouges on the side of his neck, and sort of at the at the nape of his at the nape of his neck at the back and uh, between his shoulder blades and a little bit on his collarbones. And he's got like a little bit of skin and dried blood caught under his fingernails. What exactly did you do to yourself? I didn't do anything to myself. I took your blasted drug, and then there was suddenly this vampire woman, and it was all good for a while, and she started biting me and eating me, and then she had my bloody weapon that I sold for drugs. And she started lashing me with it, and it's quite an unpleasant thing to happen. And uh, she started tearing into my back with it, and then she whispered into my ear, we're going to kill you and all of your heretic brethren, and we're going to find you. Did you know her? I feel like I did, but I've forgotten her name. <laughs> uh, her name her is... Rebecca. You would remember her name, uh, Riodan. It's Cosinia Holresu. Or what Holosu I said, Carol. yes. Type it in here for you. I'm just going to keep it to Rebecca. So Rebecca... This was uh, Rebecca, yes. Her. Yes, she, she started try to kill me, and then she said that she's going to find me and all the rest of my guy. Come kill me. So, what oh. kind of a drug was that? That was awful. Well, it was great for a it while. Is, it, can, it can be a drug without the hallucinogen. It's a... Uh, although I wouldn't exactly call it a hallucinogen. It would, so none of that was real? It, it's more... It's less of a hallucinogen and more of a... Um, it opens the mind to allow for visions of what's to come. So that was very real. <laughs> Thinks about it uh, for a second. All right. So what I'm learning then is that I'm going to have sex with Rebecca Couscous sometime soon. But I might die. You and all your brethren? All your followers of um, Milena? Oh, yes. Sure. They might die as well. But honestly, if you could see a body, it might have been worth it. Well, it may be the same as you might, you might have an orgy together. 
with all your followers, or it might be saying that you're all going to die in a dump somewhere in the Blood Kingdom. I'm liking option two. So... Of dying she, somewhere in the Blood Kingdom together? <laughs> I, I think you made option one. Oh, no, no, no. If the Blood Kingdom is anything like what she was up to, and there are more of her, let's go there. <laughs> Worth to die for, as they say. Laz, hello. Yes, I wanted a nerd who'd read some books. Um, none of this mumbo jumbo uh, stuff. You said, you said that she called you a, uh, a heretic. Did I? Yes, uh, I suppose she did. Uh, and that she would kill all of you and your, your heretic followers. Something along about those lines, you said. Right. Well, that does make sense. Well, not make sense, but it does bring us some answers. As uh, your uh, worship of Marlena here has a very um, different flavor than what we read about at the at the library when we read about the Blood King. Uh, Marlena is usually quite um, uh, well, flat out evil. She's quite a quite a, quite a quite a, a number. Um, it is all the blood and the gore, gore and the sacrifices, unwilling sacrifices. Whereas here, sometimes they like it. From the little bit I've been able to pick up, yours is more about the um, well, uh, fertility, we'll call it, and um, personal sacrifice instead of going and getting others. So, if you want perhaps, me to say I made it up and cherry picked the best parts of it, then I'll admit to it because that's exactly what I did. Well, it caught on, of course, as you know, and but also got you and apparently your, I don't know all of your history, but you became exiles from the from your home as uh, your the new king, the new blood king, who is terrible Lincoln. news, terrible business, mm. uh, took over. So, it could be that once again we have uh, some religious uh, zealots on our hands trying to, well, wipe you out. Right. So the best we've got is that there might be some religious zealots trying to kill my lot. Well, well I guess that's not the worst thing. Well, well, they definitely are. We met some of them when we were making our way south. Oh, you so did? Okay. Perhaps the prophecy, this whole you're going to save the world. Well, I still don't just, believe it. Well, no, but here's the thing. When it comes to the sex and the sex and the drugs and the uh, rock and roll, and they to say when you get in the sack, uh, Real then is kind of the uh, kind of the the leader of all that, and perhaps it is this new religion, this new branch of uh, worship to Morena that has somehow gained some power in the divine sense. Tilly will tap Wait. on as a shoulder through. I'm not too sure what you're talking about with all the people. With the worshippers, I'm not sure of your religion quite yet, or you're divided, but you said that she had your weapon that you sold? Do you know who oh, yes, yes. you sold it you're to? Right. And how she might have gotten it? Ah, uh, I think I sold it to that drug girl who died. Well, that's yes. handy. It doesn't seem connected to me. 
you sold both of your magic weapons to that tiefling in exchange for uh, various happy fun time substances. Well, so, it dead ends. That's what you're good at, right? So well, you sold your weapons to someone who is now dead. Who? Right. I'm not seeing how any of this is going. Yes. But uh, will you turn around for a moment, real dead? I do a little spin. Show me your backside. Turn. Oh, I'm going to turn real away. What? She'd lash me on the back. See if there's any marks there. Yes, that is... There, see? Now you're thinking you can be a nerd, too. Uh, so I never, check. And... Never say that. So you look at his you look at his shirt. His shirt on the back is mostly intact, except you do see what looks like a few bloodstains. Kind of so, relatively fresh, kind of tacky. Uh, it looks like he tore it in the front. So you'd have to like uh, lift his shirt up to if you want to check his back. So you lift his shirt up, and there are angry red welts, long, like lash welts crisscrossing his back, and there's livid, fresh bruising underneath them, under the skin. The skin itself doesn't seem to be broken, except in a few places it looks like the blood has actually leaked through the pores. When we've seen this lash be used, because we've seen him use it quite a bit, I mean, it like mm -hmm. flays you open, right? Oh it's yeah, like those, those, yeah. Those, those sort of living blood lashes—they they slash into the flesh. They they pull the blood out of its out of its target. Yeah. So, while certainly the mind is an incredible thing, but having seen that actual lash, and you uh, literally flay people right in front of us, quite gory. That is not what has happened here. So the lash was not really here, but, and I will turn to you, uh, Rowan, knowing more about visions, but I know that visions can often be symbols. I Things, items, and visions are symbols. I think it is more important where that came from. One of your ancestors in that crypt up at the Everforge, remember, gave that to you, someone you knew, one of your lineage. Ah, so he was more just of a, a personal friend. There you go. Yeah. So you stole it. Stole it? No, he gave it to me. No, no, you it sold was my... it. Sold it? Oh yes, yes, absolutely, I did. To this uh, woman who's now dead. More bartered, really. Do we? Yes. Do we know more if your friend, where that could have come from, this, you know, weapons can be both magical and can be holy. And was this some type of, I mean, certainly blessed by Morena just because of the blood, but maybe now tempered towards this new sect that you have founded. Was your friend a follower of your splinter group as well? Certainly. Led to his death. A martyr, in fact. Well, if you want to look at it that way, all my family are martyrs, as are most of us, except from the rest of us who escaped. Many religions believe that martyrs are very, very powerful signs. Powerful things. 
make change, great change in the world comes from martyrdom, according to many of the religions. Mm. Well, I suppose it's possible. I mean, certainly the weapon was magical in some sense, and it was blood magic that it was using, so I guess I never really stopped to think about it, but I don't know exactly where he got it from. Maybe my goddess. Perhaps. She does play both sides sometimes. <laughs> Wait. Even gods sometimes have ooh, uh, ooh, masks, right? Dan, masks, that's what we call them. Here. Mm-hmm. They go- mm-hmm. The gods are conjectured to be sometimes one and the same, but wear many masks depending on how they are worshipped and where they are worshipped. And perhaps what you have done is forged a new mask for Morena, not in the sacrifice of others' blood, but in self-sacrifice and fertility and the women's blood. And there's lots of symbolism here. I, and he starts blushing. <laughs> 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 he looks around, Glass gets flustered. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, yeah you, you get my point here. No, I please guess. explain in further detail. Well, well, when you have an egg that has become... <laughs> <laughs> so. If only we had this weapon, I might be able to help identify something well, we don't, and it's probably not a big deal now, so uh, just a weird dream, how did, but... How did you normally come in contact with this uh, dealer, the one you sold your weapon to? I Was would there see them. or somebody you knew? Oh, where'd you go? Oh, it's not like some kind of sex cult where you have to go between a, you know, middle man. Um, no, I just went and saw them, and I said, hey, and she said, hey, Rudan, wow, how are you doing? And you I said, I want some drugs. You know she might have frequented with or anything like that. Oh, you want me to name some addicts for you? Certainly, yes. I'd like to name and shame. Um, anyone in particular you want to know that does drugs? Most of them do. You'd be surprised. You're a, a, a bundle. Always is... A bundle. A great help. I'm going to go ask the lady in the hallway what she heard come out your mouth whenever you were all... Yeah. Until he goes out in the hallway to contact the, uh, the woman who was with him earlier. Okay, so uh, you you head outside, and uh, and she is sitting there with her uh, with her incredibly low cut dress, and uh, and she kind of has one arm wrapped around her her midsection, and the other, uh, her painted fingernails are just sort of lightly resting on her lips, kind of half covering her mouth, and she's just sort of like staring off into the wall when the door opens. Uh, her eyes kind of pop up uh, towards you, and she drops her hand and smiles a little bit. And, says, does he seem to be calming down a bit, I hope? Mm, nah, he does seem like his normal self, a little rascal, you know, but yeah, well, pretty, pretty recovered, that, I'd say. That's good to hear, I suppose. Are you alright? Do you want me to get you some water or anything? Oh, I'm fine. It, it was um, startling, but it's certainly not the worst I've had to deal with. <laughs> I... And she just kind of stammers, and I um did, did you did you hear him say anything when he was out on his uh, 
on his mind with the drugs while you were with him? Anything um, out of his mouth, you know? He, he said many things. Much of it seemed uh, simply to be outcries. He uh, seemed to be enjoying himself at first, but that changed very quickly. Uh, he seemed in pain, startled, uh, and eventually afraid. Interesting. So he said no, no name or anything like that. He just cried and stuff. I mean, I expect the crying. I've seen him. Yeah, but, you know. he he did say the name Cosinia several times. Cosinia, all right. Um, he he mentioned that she had a uh, in his vision she had a weapon that he was familiar with, one he had owned before. Um, he had mentioned that there was potentially a tiefling that he had met quite a few times here, and since you work here, I was wondering if you knew the tiefling he was talking about. A dealer of sorts. Um. Uh, all right. So you mentioned a tiefling. You mentioned a dealer. Let's see. Oh, womp womp. Uh, she she sort of frowns and shakes her head, and she says, "No, uh, th there are not many tieflings. Um, although I suppose there are more tieflings than Tampier. Uh, most of the tieflings in Zobek tend to have connection to the gang called the Cloven Nine. And oh, I try okay. to I try to have little to no dealings with them as as little as I can manage. It is said that they are worshippers of the Archdevil of Greed, Mammon. Mm, that's not a good fella. I do. I, what do you know? Where in the city they may reside, or are they just kind of in the shadows? Uh, so she kind of chews on her lower lip a moment. And she says, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I have heard rumors that the Broken Seal uh, is a place that they frequent. The Broken Seal? And you said the name of their gang was the Cloven Nine? You have to forgive the me. Clo the Cloven Nine, yes. Cloven Nine. Aye, all right. Well, are you sure there isn't anything else I can do for you? Do you want a glass of wine? I mean, I feel bad we put you in that situation. You came out a little startled. She uh, she smiles kind of brightly at you, and she says, actually, a glass of wine sounds lovely. Thank you. Sure. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I've uh, I've seen you around much. Uh, my name is Deren. Nice to meet you, Deren. I'm Tilly. I'm not from here. I just come in town for some business, you know. She uh, she smiles a little bit broader and says, "It's nice to meet you as well. Uh, I uh, I trust you'll find that this isn't exactly the normal events of an evening here in Zobek. Usually things are much more, well, if not calm, at least more fun." Well, the good thing you'll know is that I don't I don't harbor much judgment for anybody or their choices and what they do. I come from you know a raven a raven family, and we just. You do what you got with your life and what you make of it, and that's about it. I'm gonna get your wine, but I'll be back. Thank you. And she bar. sort of just leans back against the wall and, and watches you go. You head out to the bar, and there's that uh, that sort of uh, tall, broad-shouldered human with the shaved head and the waxed handlebar mustache. Uh, and he uh, gives you this sort of dark-eyed uh, look and nods in recognition when you approach. And he leans forward and says, can I get you then? Uh, I just need one one glass of a good wine. I'm gonna give it to uh, a lovely lady who's done a great job tonight for her work. Congratulations on having such uh, good workers here. 
he uh, he cracks kind of a broad uh, half smile just on one side of his face, and he says, "Tyron does his best to uh, run a good establishment. I'm lucky to work here." And he uh, reaches under the bar, pulls out a clean glass, and gets one of the bottles off of the top shelf, pops the cork on it, and fills it with a very rich dark red wine, and passes it across to you. And he uh, he kind of smiles and says, "On the house." Oh, well, well, thank you. I didn't know that we had really made that much of an impression, or is it just just a lovely face? Oh, can you still hear me? Can it be a little of both? Yep, we hear you. Can you hear me? My cut out. Yep, yeah, <laughs> so sorry. You're, you're, all, you're all good. We heard you. He says, could be a little of both. And I appreciate uh, what you're doing to try and help Riodan. And he slides the glass across to you. Lovely, thank you. And she'll nod and head over and so. Her. Yep, he Something. goes back to to handle the others. Uh, when you head back in, um, Diran takes the glass from you gratefully, kind of lifts it in a in a toast, and takes a long long sip. Well, so back in, you. sure. Uh, back inside, how are things going inside there? Everybody just sort of chilling at the moment, or uh, Rowan would like to try and um, consult. Consult either the bones or consult Wotan to try and figure out what's what his visions meant or what the symbolism meant. Hmm. So, or I'm trying, or maybe if, even if I'm doing an augury to try and figure out if this is a good or bad omen. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's it, it certainly <laughs> it certainly seemed quite bad. Um, it seemed like uh, a portent of doom and danger. Uh, it was very, it was a very specific individual from Riodan's past that is very opposed to him philosophically and just in all other ways. Although I guess you don't know the full story behind it. Um, so I would say yes. that you're able, you're able to tell that this symbolism, even though they have sort of the uh, the religious opposition, it seems like there's something more personal there too. In that case, I'm going to um, walk over to Riordan and, um, and she's just going to gesture to the bed. Uh, t take a seat, please. I let's just call this some aftercare. Tried this once, but all right, fine. Until you can re-enter the room whenever you like. So, if you wanted to come back in, you're you're back inside. It's all good. Rowan's going to sit down next to him and just sort of uh, your hands, please. All right. Ask him to put them out, and she'll clasp one of them and start start using a um taking a couple of minutes to do a glimpse of fortune. Sort of what am I doing here? Read his fortune to see. Scrap it away. Scrap. Woo. All right. Uh, okay. So why don't you go ahead and give me a wisdom check, please? Okay. Let's hope this goes better than last, last time. Tell me good. my fortunes, Mumbo Mama. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've not heard that one before, but... Uh, so what specifically are you trying to figure out? Are you just kind of doing a general glimpse of fortune or are you trying uh, doing, to get any doing, particular? Doing a sort of doing a sort of general just to figure out where where his um path has led him so far and also if I um if I can 
divine whether this vision that he's had on the on his high might be um, a portent of something that's to come. Okay. Um, so as you're sort of casting the runes and uh, and taking in what you can of him. This feels very significant. It does not feel like a simple hallucination or phantoms of his imagination and past just sort of being drawn back up to haunt him. You feel the weight of destiny upon whatever the hell happened in here in the last hour or so. Um, so it's very significant. Um, there is definitely a feeling, uh, this sort of oppressive weight of danger and doom that settles over your shoulders, and it feels almost like his hands have become lead in yours. Kind of, you have to push a little harder to hold them. Um, and it, uh, let's see. You feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's probably the the biggest general feeling you get off of uh, off of everything going on here. So you're at least able to. You're, you're quite convinced that these events and visions were significant and not mere random fancy. And more specifically, do I feel like this? Um, was it Cosiana? Cosinia. Do I Cosinia? Do I feel that she? or her ilk are perhaps hunting him? Or is he, uh, do I get the feeling you... he's being hunted? Uh, I would say as you you cast your, your rune bones and you're looking at them, you get a distinct impression that there is the tightening of a noose or blades being drawn in the dark around you. Well, let's just say I saw some misfortune. Uh, she's sort of struggling to hold his hands now and sort of trembling. That's what is it then? Do the drugs finally get me or is it the sex? Is it my bad heart? Oh. Oh, a no, very high blood uh... pressure. Let's just say your head might be on the chopping block, so to speak. Well, as long as it's just my head. <laughs> so we've learned a couple of things. I sold a magic yeah. weapon. I probably made a new goddess and people are out to kill me. They are coming for you. You are the guy. Well, it was in a dream, yes. <laughs> Glaz tries to correct him. Tries to correct Rio Dead on basically all of those things he just said being wrong, but we'll let it we'll let it slide. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it was not like you created. Uh, in, oh, never mind. Never mind. And no well, question to my godlihood. Well, Glazashan, I can tell you, you might understand maybe better than he. He's still high. Somewhat. <laughs> Uh, a little bit. He he is being hunted. Oh no! They no. are out to get him. He is the prey. And what just happened in this room weighs very heavily 
on the shoulders of destiny. I look over to Cloak. Cloak. So, yeah. Uh, you said that you were had been asked to go try to find someone, another worshiper of Morena who has gone missing. Yeah. Perhaps whoever is here, whether it is in fact uh, Cosinia or someone else, is already beginning to call out uh, Morena's worshippers here now that with Riodan having been Riodan for the last three months, her power to protect them is waning. Dan, quick note. Last time I did learn something about Phelan being a drug dealer, was that the same person who died? Uh, No, Phelan is missing. Uh, Phelan is the uh, alchemist who is Mm -hmm. one of the worshippers here at the Silk Scabbard with uh, Riodan's little uh, heresy cult of Morena. And you know that, yeah, yeah, that's... They were a drug dealer. Like that's what Thrick said. They were a drug dealer of some sort. The one who died uh, was a tiefling who is not the person that you're looking for. Okay. And that person, so, that no, person was a was a drug dealer. So he said something about Phelan because we asked him about Phelan. What did he say exactly? Uh, Are you he said. No, Thrick. Thrick. Uh, Thrick, Thrick mm-hmm. said he knew that he had some dealing with this tiefling who uh, had ended up dead. Hmm. He didn't know exactly what. Um, although, I guess, uh, it, I mean, you could make an investigation check to see what you can maybe puzzle out about it. Uh, yeah, let me do that. Let me do my basic bitch investigation roll. <laughs> make an intelligence Straight investigation. Up. 12. <laughs> Well, all right. Um, So it seems likely that to probably to make some money on the side, because depending on how the Brotherhood of Alchemists thing was going, there may have been uh, difficulty making ends meet. It's possible he was cooking and selling and supplying some drugs to this tiefling who was selling them. Yes. Okay, so his Walter White. All right. Uh, Or her Walter White. Um, So she's a friend. Um, with the Phelan, uh, with with what Thrick said and the Tiefling uh, being killed, it's more likely that it's something to do more about the drugs than anyone being hunted. But it's hard to say because, I mean, if you want to be smart about it, there's not enough evidence pointing towards anything, you know? So... I agree. I mean, it's just a drug binge, really. Yeah, I mean, like a dealer gets killed, the supplier goes missing. It might be a they die all the time. I mean, well, yeah. sometimes it's hard to find a reliable dealer. You know, well, good delivery. Well, we have to. We have to find more but, out about Phelan and who killed the tiefling then well, to really to figure remember. out what's going on. There is the drug connection, but there is also the scourge and Morena connection. Thiefling had the scourge, and this Phelan was potentially a way to get there. So, certainly drugs could be part of this, but in a bigger certainly. picture, it could they have connection through blood 
as well through Morena's blood. I think the best option that we have to figure out what is going on with that situation is if we can find the scourge, we'll find the killer. But I mean, that's that's asking around, and uh, you gotta know the right people. I might be able to find out some information. We could even go ask a uh, crazy dude at the alchemy shop that I can't remember his name right now because, um, what was his name? God damn it. One of the the alchemists you were talking to? Uh, not the not the alchemist. The the yeah the crazy shop that we were at. The crazy shop you were at. Oh, the black lotus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the pink mask. The painted man. Band. Was, uh, uh, I mean, was the one you talked to there. I think the, uh, if we need to go find out information, the painted man probably be the best person to talk to because he seemed to know a lot about what was going on, and you know, it might be for a price, but. It might get us on the right foot. But what about your friend, uh, your little uh, Mr. Underhill? I'm at the black market. Radu, you made such good friends with him. I mean, yeah, I could ask him too. I mean, like, we're going to have to probably talk to multiple people uh, to get make sure, you know, uh, the story's kind of aligned or uh, we're following the, the path the right way. But, I mean... That's one way or the other. Um, so I can I can reach out and see if we can find this weapon because it's a unique weapon. Uh, if someone's dumb enough to talk about how they have it. And I right. will remind and you. I want it back because I can sell it again for more drugs because it is mine. There, there it is. Uh, I will remind <laughs> you that, that uh, Vandessian Thrick said that uh, he was going to uh, put feelers out in the Cartway's black market to see if anybody was trying to sell uh, these particular items. I think we just told him about the dagger, though, right? Uh, that's true. You did just tell him about the dagger. I don't think you told him about the uh, the, the same. Which might be for the best, in hindsight. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, because, theoretically, this tiefling had both of them. So, without pe- immediately tipping off folks that were looking for the scourge, if we follow, follow the dagger find the scourge maybe yeah well here's the thing now his weird drug vision that he had i mean if it is true what you have to consider is that maybe you know one possibility is that if he doesn't follow morena again that this is what's going to happen is all those people are going to kill but i mean that's one way to take it if that's a, if that's the case, then you know uh, his people might be fucked because he's not taking it up anytime soon, are you? No, can't say I am, darling. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, you're down. I, I made it up in the first place. Yes, I can offer a solution at least to your drug problem. Uh, I am able yeah, to uh, make solution is drugs, darling. I can make drugs without the additive which I added, the nightshade, uh, which will just the high without all the nasty visions if you were to stay with us I, you have an unlimited supply and won't have to pawn off every which one of your belongings unlimited supply of drugs is what you just said right aye so long as I have the materials I need you have your high great then why are we still here? Let's go brew up another batch. Well, I can 
I can do that and uh, it would also offer us all the chance uh, if you were to stay with us for us to offer you protection. Sure, protect me all you want. I'm my own worst enemy, so you're going to have to watch out for me. <laughs> she just looks at Cloak and Glass. I'm quite a menace to myself. Uh, but yes, I mean, while we figure mind. out whether or not there's, there's an evil cult just... after me or, or not, I mean, matters not a bit, really. Uh, sure, I'll hang around here and take all of your drugs. Well, no need for any spells now. Uh, it seems like drug dealing is the best kind of friendship there is. I would certainly agree. Now you are my favorite enabler. <laughs> this is not going to turn out well. I can just see that. <laughs> if, if, a, if a bird could wince, she would be. I mean, yeah, honestly, if this goddess really wanted him, she would make it happen. But... Why? Uh... <laughs> I'm waiting so for the blood lightning bolt to strike me. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Faith uh, is a mysterious of... thing. It is. Uh, all the texts agree on that. And I, I have been a cleric you can't for push the will over... of the gods. I have been a cleric for near two hundred years, and I can say that I still do not understand the will of the, of the all-seeing eye. Probably because it doesn't it's say much. Thing. Being an eye and all. Oh, the old father, oh, Wotan, he, he says things, but he sees things as well. He's probably sure. seen all of the uh, debaucherous things that you have done. And yet, here I still am. Savior of the universe. So, well, this has been very educational, I have to say. Perhaps the only time that I've really enjoyed having you bunch of nerds around, learning about how cool I am. Um... So is, is there anything the blood else? On or his back all... still fresh. Is there any? Is he still bleeding? So he's not really bleeding. Uh, it looked like he had uh, that that subcutaneous blood. That bruising was just close enough to the surface that some of it kind of seeped through the skin, uh, probably through pores and the like. Um, it, he doesn't it, seem to be. Start not again? really. No, no. It's it's not actively bleeding. It looks like that was kind of a that was a very diffuse thing just kind of here and there but his back is livid with bruising now it started to turn this uh this deep purple and um the the welts have started to subside a little bit but the core of them is still there and raised on his skin and when she starts prodding at your when she starts prodding at your back ryudan it's very sore very tender ow get off Would would you like would you like me to heal this for you yes I can do that. I Does would. he still have um, blood and skin under his fingernails? Yeah, it looks like he's got his own skin and just a little bit of blood under his fingernails from scratching and clawing at himself while he was in his hysterics. Um, just trying to think. Would it be um, would I want to cure wounds or would I want to healing words? Uh, your um, your choice. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't really matter. Uh, should should do um your wounds just to sort of mend him up right. and get him looking not so shit. So she uh, she lays her hands on uh, on his back very gently and uh, mutters a prayer in the northern tongue in a voice that is not her own. 
and uh, it sounds sort of old and quavering uh, when she speaks. It is it is somewhat feminine though, and uh, and Riodan, you feel a bit of a tingling shock run through your back that washes away the soreness and pain, and you can all watch as the bruising just sort of fades to nothing, and the scratches, the skin of the scratches just sort of puffs back up, and uh, the scratches themselves are gone. Now she's just going to quickly take his hands and start um, with her own nails, scraping all the um, skin and blood off yep. and bottling it. Okay, so she starts uh, cleaning your nails for you with her own little hooked claws. <laughs> I give her a file. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So you can, uh, you can take out one of your little vials and you have some skin and blood scrapings from Ryoden. No problem. Stop with that and uh, put it back in my pack. So just, what's the uh, what's, fucking big. sure? What's the immediate plan for the rest of you for the rest of the evening? You're gonna call it a night. You're gonna just kind of unwind in the bar, grab a drink. Uh, at at this point, I'd say it's probably nine thirty or ten at night. Did anyone um, show up at the bar for me? Uh, who are you waiting for exactly? Sorry, <laughs> I thought the book fetish girl was gonna show up here. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um. So are you going to hang out there and wait? I mean, it's already 10 o'clock, and I said, I, you know, the evening time, so I don't know right. what right. what her, her hours were. Uh, right. Um, but um, I would wait a little bit, but there's something else I want to go do. Okay. Did Tilly mention the uh, Cloven Nine and the Broken Seal? But Tilly's still outside the door. She didn't Oh, come Tilly back never came back in. Oh, okay. Back in. Okay. Yeah. So are you just kind of hanging out back there with uh, with Deeran, having a glass of wine, and or are you just sort of waiting yeah, I, on your own? I think she's just kind of finding time to uh, talk to Deeran, but not like get to know more about the incident, more just kind of controlling her and being friendly and whatnot and waiting for them to come out. I, I do think that she... I do think she would hang around and at least watch and stuff okay. like that to see who's coming around, but that's about it. So. Okay, so so I would say that you basically spend the next, you know, the twenty minutes or whatever, just basically having small talk with Deer in, in the uh, in the hallway. And it seems like uh, after the glass of wine and something to take her mind off of it, whatever the weirdness uh, had just been so off-putting to her, she's able to kind of brush all of that off, and you just have uh, have a nice conversation. Yeah, Tilly's just waiting. Uh, she'll she'll ask you, you know, she'll ask you about your home, where you're from. Um, she'll ask you of about life on the sea. All of yeah. to tell all of her stories of her pillaging and cool. being the best fighter ever. She thinks. So. <laughs> all right, so then Very I proud. think you guys were uh, at least several of you had other things you were wanting to do that night. So when you guys come out, you find. Um, Deeran holding an empty wine glass with just a, a little bit of. Uh, dregs in the bottom that she's just kind of idly swirling around as she chats with uh, with Tilly when you guys head out of the room. So, uh, Cloak, you were going to hang around for a little while and then go do something else. What are the rest of you planning yeah. to do for the rest of the evening? Are you going to chill for a bit? Or are you going to take off? Um, I, Tilly needs to drink? show Rowan, I guess, the room at the dancing bear that they that she already has put money down for. If, that, if Rowan wants to go, I mean, she'll ask her. Oh, well, Rowan, I, do you I suppose we... you want to go to the dancing bear? It's this place they actually have a bear in the corner, and I don't know if it actually dances. I didn't see it, but it's over there in the corner. That's where our room is well, for I, the night. I think we should get out of the um, <clears throat> establishment for a little bit. Uh, 
Riordan Glass, would, would you like to join us? Where are we going? Uh, we're yeah, going to go to link, with, going to, uh, to link with a bear. All right. Oh, you're going to see Misha? Misha oh, the has a name. Mm. Misha, oh, I haven't the seen bear, her dancing bear. We had a pet bear once. It was named Fluff and Stuff. It was set on fire. Healed. Quite horrific. Not the same bear, no. I don't think. No, 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 no. it's dead. Unless it's undead. It upsets. No, 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 no. Seeing, seeing bears upsets Cloak a little bit. Kind of a trigger. That's very insensitive of you to say, actually. Where is your dog? Look. Papa, be next Jesus. to me. Uh, Did that die too? I... Uh, I would, uh, uh, at this point, uh, like, kind of, uh, look at, uh, Puff Puff and be like, in Sylvan, be like, uh, okay, you go with Glass now, okay, stick with him. Uh, so she, uh, nods at you once and actually responds in Sylvan and says, I do like following Glass. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Uh, Rowan knows Sylvan, so she's going to say, if you follow me, I also have treats for you. But, What's up, drugs? Did you know she could talk? What the, what, when, did, when can you talk? She just taps her boot. She just kind of doggy grins at you. Okay, well, it's probably because I never better let you get a word in. Well, th- yeah, stay she, with him. She trots over to, over to Gladys and kind of nuzzles under his hand. So, quick question. Sure. Um, Trying to figure out how Glass could end up at the Cloven Hoof, but he hasn't heard anything yet. So, I guess I'm just sort of... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Probably so just going to... going to tell Rowan and nobody else right now. Yeah, so... Uh, but Glass, hearing that we're looking for a tiefling, probably would... Um, and having heard of the Cloven Nine before from Thrick... Um, mm-hmm. In fact, that we had just been ta- we had been talking about them with Thrick because I thought that possibly, uh, ooh, Glads could maybe put together that Thrick told him it wasn't void speech and that it was infernal and that the the hoof thing. That's a long stretch. That's a long walk for him to make. Okay, uh, so Glads is. Uh, I guess he's going to go hang out with Valia. Okay. Maybe have a right. game. Uh, Can we come see the broke the dancing bear? Misha, you seem pretty excited I, about her. I, I miss oh, stuff and puff as well. Puff and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. I'll come. <laughs> I don't miss the bear too much, if I'm honest. Smelled a lot. I'm sorry for your loss, Glass and Cloak. I lost okay, her too. So, so It's true. Rio Dan to be included. So Rian and Tilly and Rowan are going to the Dancing Bear. Um, Glaz, you're going to hang out and play games with Valia and Cloak. What's your plan? Because Glaz knows that when Cloak sticks the dog with me, he's going to go get himself into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Watch the dog. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I would hang out with Glaz for uh, for a little bit. Uh, If no one showed up uh, from the the book fetish, I would leave. Okay, so you're going to hang for a while. Uh, the three of you have left. Um, oh, I'll say wait. about 
20-ish minutes later, uh, nobody has shown up from the book fetish. However, you do see that short-haired woman in the leather armor that was with Thrick earlier that night come back into the room. Uh, she sort of uh, makes her way past the bouncer. Thank you very much for the bits. And uh, she saunters her way into the room, takes a quick scan about, and sees probably uh, Cloak and uh, kind of sitting there drinking his water or you know milk or whatever he likes, and uh, uh, and um, Glaz and Valia playing some some card game. And she makes her way over there. Uh, she sort of sweeps a look at you, reaches into a pocket, and pulls out a scrap of parchment slides it across the table toward Cloak, taps it once with her fingers, turns and walks out. Uh, I I put my hand on the thing and I said, oh, thank you, and then wave and kind of like nonchalantly pick my hand up and the paper's gone. Sure. Yep. Uh, and then taking a peek at it under the so table. So you check it out. Uh, you check it out and it looks like it is a brief address given for a graveyard and a notation on which grave on a specific grave. Um, okay, I, I remember that address. Uh, and mm -hmm. I hand it off to Glaz. Glaz, you see the same. Uh, yes, uh, having seen this, I would... So, what do we have? Uh, what is Vandessian sent us? Who's on the dagger? So, Who's on the body? So you look no, at that and it's... Uh, yep, it's the, it's the address of a, of a graveyard and notations on a very specific grave. Ah, the bottom. That's what, that's what uh, um, uh, Rowan wanted. Because uh, she... I... There are not yeah. many tieflings in town. No, but, I mean, I, she might want to go dig up graves. Well, I look at Valia and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> She, uh, oh, yeah, Valia, Valia's sort of looking at him with uh, a little bit of a raise to her eyebrows, but doesn't really say anything. She knows you guys are adventurers, and you get up to weird shit. That happens. Ah, uh, yes. But perhaps we should wait for everyone before we go venturing into graveyards at night, uh, especially with uh, such unsavory business. I was wondering so if we should room? go down... I was wondering, perhaps, if we should try to at least begin to... If there's more we can do for this, to find this dagger. Uh, so you were telling me about this place that you went to. This book Which place. place. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's where Phelan was. Uh, well, at least that's where his notes were. So, as I said before, when I went to the, uh, the Brotherhood of Alchemists... Um, they had, they let me into his lab. Um, we're still kind of finicky about it first. And I was like, no, it's all cool. Look at me. And they're like, okay, let's go. Uh, and, then, and then we went in there and then uh, I was kind of going through his notes. Uh, he seemed a little bit panicked. I was going through his notes, but I had no idea what was written on it because that's like, uh, my best guess is like uh, alchemy stuff, like uh, equations. Oh, uh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Um, so you'd probably be better looking at it. Uh, I doubt we'd be able to get back in or, uh, you know, acquire them somehow. But um, the issue uh, that um, 
that's where it said he went to the book fetish. Uh, but the, the lady there, uh, she didn't really remember uh, who he was. Um, so, uh, it, it, it was flirting probably... with you that you thought was flirting with you. Yeah, I'm still questioning that. Uh, people don't flirt with me, so I'm, I believe that's, that's just a little weird. Not the flirtable type of guy. No, no so that that I I not taken. That's a red flag to me. So um, I don't know what's so going on. So tell me more about the shop that you are going to. What else? What was all there? Books. Well, I love books. What kind of books they were books. there? Or... Uh, the one thing, uh, so they had this flower petal that you find in the home, and when you crush it up and uh, ingest it, it's actually a contraceptive, so uh, it prevents pregnancies. Um, but uh, that's, that's really a thing to note that I took there. It's like basic uh, alchemical uh, reagents and uh, just random books. Um, nothing really to note. I, I mean, you could probably check it out and glean a little bit more because you're more about the books than I am, but. Was there anything else there that was that stood out? That you can remember Her? the girl, the girl and the tapestry. There was tapestry. a red tapestry. It was, tapestry. it was just red. Oh, cloak. Was what? she asking you leading questions when she was flirting with you? Like she was ex- like she kept like ex- expecting something from you. I kind of got that vibe, but I don't know. Oh, what she was expecting. Look, she was not flirting what? with you. Now it all makes sense. What was it? It's it's like the sca- silks. He leans in. It's like the silk scabbard. Contraception, yeah. red tapestry, a book fetish, the front for Morena's worship. Oh. She wanted a password or something to let you know that you were a friend. It is illegal to worship Marena here. You know that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you're freaking Verda never tells us the shit, so that's on him, man. <laughs> so, what was it? What's your secret club password? Wait, where is uh, Kessa? Is it Kessa? Kaja? Mean, uh, Dan? Kaja? Kaja. 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 I always want to say Kesha, and it's not Kesha. Um, <laughs> it is not. Casa <laughs> um, del Kaja. So, well, yeah, that mystery yeah. is solved. Of course she did not. She was not flirting with you. So I feel much better now. I know. I feel so much better, too, now. Oh, my God. I was worried about that all day. And I thought she was going to show up here, and I was going to be like, oh, motherfuck. Like, and then, <laughs> don't worry. You're not attractive at all. You won't have to the worry about this. The narrator voice cups, cuts in. She was definitely flirting with Cloak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're looking for Kaja. Uh, you can find her without too much trouble. Um, she is not out on the floor at the moment, but if you let someone know that you're looking for her, she'll come out and find you. Uh, so yeah. she does so a few minutes after you send word, and she says, Hello, Cloak. I, uh, I heard that you were looking for me. How can I help? Uh, so I'd be over by the table, and I was like, "Come here for a second. So, um, sure. Do you know? Do you have you ever been to the book fetish?" She uh, she sort of narrows her eyebrows, pinched together a little bit, and she says, "No, no, I don't think so." So, if let's say um, now between you and I, if someone worshipped Morena, and they were looking for like a password. What would that password be? Or what would be like, oh, you know, they're cool. 
Like a froze? Well, she kind of looks around to make sure nobody is uh, close and overhearing. She says it could be any number of things. Uh, it would probably be something, uh, some kind of symbolism or scripture, maybe a phrase or a few key words from, uh, from our texts. Uh, it could be something else entirely. It could be a token or uh, a hand sign. We are trying to find okay. Phelan, and the path leads to there, but I was... I am conjecturing because, well, the the book shopkeeper was flirting with Cloak, which made no sense at all. So I was thinking that with uh -huh. it being a with contraception and with uh, with a, a big bread tapestry and called a book fetish, that perhaps it was uh, something a bit more than just a bookshop. I suppose that's very possible. Um, I wasn't aware of this. If it is another shrine to Morena. You should be very careful there. the The chances oh, of be? them, the chances of them being a member of our faith, is non-existent. It is, oh, the true, the old worship of Marina, Marisha, the, the Blood Kingdom's way. Uh, most likely. Um, that's not to say that they would simply kill you for asking or looking, but you must be very careful. So would it make sense that Phelan would be hopping the fence between the two? I don't know. Um, that's a little disturbing. Um, perhaps yes. he learned of the other shrine and was going to, to investigate it? I don't, I don't know. But the, the thing is, they're aware of you. She, she had she. When I brought up that the have her meet me here at the Silk Scabbard later, uh, she she made a uh, like a smoking face and like she knew this place, which you know I thought it was like because it's the fuck house, you know everyone knows the fuck house, but uh, it's it's more maybe it's there's a little bit more to it. Hmm. It's possible. Um, it, it seems more likely that she simply recognized the uh, the business that goes on here, but it's possible it, if this is um, a house of Morena's old worship, and they did know about us, that's very bad. Um, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um... Let's do you have you and I'm gonna kind of describe the girl like she has blonde hair like uh, I don't remember all the details but like she was Cuban she had blonde hair you know? she's elf marked uh, right elf marked uh, I, I believe she was, she, was okay, she was human sorry um, yeah and uh, she had very prominent dimples when she smiled um, yeah you describe her uh, Kaja shakes her head and she says no that doesn't ring a bell. Um, I don't think I know her. And you, I mean, you got her name too. You tell her her name. So, yeah. Yeah. Liliana? Layla. 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 Because McLuckin's. Yeah. Okay. Eric awesome with names. Sorry. Yes. So, I was like, well, if you see that person, I mean, keep an eye out. But don't be too suspicious, because uh, if that is the case, uh, you know it, it might be Glass and I reading into it. You know I might be very paranoid, and Glass might, you know, uh, 
try to find deeper meanings when there is no deeper meanings. Um, not the conspiracy theorist. I know you keep saying that, but things are always more complicated than they seem. Yeah, do you remember the hidden library that you think is at the Collegium? There is a hidden library. I tell you, it is there. You can look at all of the... Even though it doesn't show up on the blueprints, I'm sure it is there. It is just a very, very clever illusion. I will figure it out. I will figure it we out. We spent a day. week looking for this secret library. And it's just going to take a week more. I will find it. Okay, well... <laughs> one day... All right. But... So uh, the three of you were headed to the Dancing Bear. You guys head in. It's uh, it's later night there, but there's still a crowd. Uh, when you head in, it's a it's a tavern on the docks district, uh, not too far from one of the the tributaries of the river near the bridge leading to the to the gullet. Uh, you head inside, and there is music and just sort of raucous voices and cheering happening right now. When you head in through the doors, you can see a massive shaggy brown furred bear up on this stage that's sort of in the center of the common room. And she is up on her hind legs and is balancing a bar stool on her nose to the uh, to the enjoyment of the crowd. It's like, what's a real, it's a real bear then. It's not one of those fake bears. Uh, it seems to, be, seems to be a very real bear. I hate bears that lie about being bears. Yes, that is a real bear. Mm. Marvelous. All right, so, uh, so you guys head in. You're uh, you're able to to find yourselves a table kind of off in one of the corners, and uh, get some drinks, food if you like. Uh, it looks like their kitchen is still is still running even at this hour, and uh, the bear just goes through this basically yeah it's kind of this little half circus half like street performance routine of dancing and doing tricks like uh, it kind of walks on its back legs and occasionally balances on its front legs with its with its uh, hind legs in the air doing sort of a bear handstand um, and it kind of capers around and people cheer and laugh and throw her treats which she snaps out of the air and uh, and devours greedily. And after a while, the show sort of winds down, and they put a large bowl full of honey on the uh, on the corner of the stage for her. And she just sort of flops down, wraps her massive paws around it, and just drives her snout into the honey. Bravo! Bravo! Uh, as far as you can tell, spending some time kind of scrutinizing the whole scene, uh, it does not appear to be any sort of illusion. If it is an illusion, it's a it's a pretty good one. Don't you just wish that you could just perform and eat honey and get get snacks all day today? Hey, uh, she orders two whales for, for me. Yes, whales. Raw meat for my friend here. Yeah, see, that's all you have to do. You know, no performance needed. Just ask for it. What do you, do you want uh, to do then? Are you are you okay? Um. <laughs> I look at like the slabs of raw meat. You know, I think I'm good. Just uh... can I ask you a question, Ryu? Then and Rowan, I wanted to tell you about this. I I got a little tied up and and talking to the poor lass who got stuck with this guy while he was uh, uh, under the influence, you know. But um, stuck with me. She came on to me. just talk to Do you uh, have you heard of a place called the the Broken Seam? Is that the place you went to to meet your your dealer friend? The Broken Seal. Uh, 
Go to B. Uh, Ryodan, you've heard of, you've heard of the Broken Seal. You've been there a time or two. I mean, you and Kane used to do uh, the occasional pub crawl through the dive bars, and that was one of the more thrilling ones because it has a dark reputation. Um, and there were, in fact, a large number of tieflings there, uh, and it was um, it was an interesting place. Hmm. Well, I've been in once or twice, but not exactly the sort of clientele. Wasn't a tiefling. But yeah, I've thought of it. You're you're even more rare, you're Dampier. One of a kind, baby. I so Rowan looks at I, I look it's it's weird enough already for me, okay? I don't know. Anyways, so you're saying the person you you gave your dagger to wasn't, or your uh, scores to wasn't a tiefling? Yeah, she was a tiefling. Sorry, say that. Yeah, she was a tiefling, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I oh, didn't go oh, in all oh. the time. I went in once or twice, but it's not like I hang out there all the time or anything. Hey, all right. So, um, and she leans a little bit over the table. She mentioned a, uh, a cloven of, cloven of nine? Is that something that your your friend was tied with? Rowan, have you... I mean, you probably haven't heard anything of this, but... Right, is that Jogger Benry at all? Does, does it jog anything? Um, I like I yeah, didn't know that well. You've heard of the Cloven Nine most recently because the Black Shields have apparently been uh, into, some, into some scuffle with them. Uh, ever since one of the Black Shield members was found dead with Infernal Script carved into their forehead, uh, it, apparently that, uh, that that was sort of uh, pointed at the Cloven Nine as having uh, murdered that guy. And so there's been some bad blood between those two gangs lately. And rumor has it that the Cloven Nine hangs out at the Broken Seal. And you do remember, I mean, there were open tieflings there that seemed not only... Uh, okay with their devilish heritage but really to sort of flaunt it and the cloven nine are said to deal in curses um slave trade summoning assassinations i uh yeah i pretty much relay that information i guess but in a less helpful yeah. way yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sums up the campaign so it takes, it, takes a good, it, it takes a good 20 minutes to drag out of him what I gave you in 30 seconds, so. <laughs> An ale down. All right. Uh, I'm just curious another, if... Another uh, ale for my friend here. Thanks. What are friends for? Um, I'm just, just curious around, if, that, to the table. if that's where we'll find uh, anybody who's affiliated with the potential death of your, your tiefling friend. I don't remember her name. What do I? It's okay. He probably does. Uh, he doesn't even remember it. Mm. But probably, if I'm honest, probably they are. At least would know more than I do about it, seeing as they all hang out there together. Probably got their like even weirder tiefling versions of our gang. You know. It There'll be like a tiefling cloak, little one. No, I, I'm pretty sure you're one of a kind. Honestly. Not Thank you. I'm not a compliment, but I. Well, I'll take it, everyone. One of the Black well, Shields was... No, would you say? Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the beer. Uh, one of the one of the oh. Black Shields said they were... Uh... She'll stop and get some get some jerky out of her pack. No, actually, she'll, she'll take some of the raw meat and she'll 
toss mm -hmm. it at Misha. Uh, so when you look over, uh, it looks like Ma uh, I think it's Masha. I don't know. I remember, yeah. Uh, so the bear is uh, has finished eating the honey out of the bowl, and it looks like had started chewing on the wooden bowl itself. You can see big gnaw marks and a few chunks out of it. And one of the uh, one of the staff of the bar is now like trying to wrestle the bull away from the bear, who's wrapped her big claws into it, and is still trying to like chew on the uh, the honey soaked wood. And when you get the bear's attention, she lets go of the bull to a startled shriek from the barmaid, who goes stumbling backwards, and uh, and the bear just snaps the meat out of the air when you throw it towards her. And once again, if the raven folk, if a raven folk could wink, she would. <laughs> so the the bear settles down to gnaw on the meat. No, well, was I? Ah, uh, the was it the black shields from our, from your your friend uh, Thrick? He said mm. one of them was uh, killed recently. And then this uh, tiefling friend of yours. Well, I say friend, I mean dealer also turned up dead. It could be a simple gang war. Or it could be something more nefarious. Have you considered that maybe gang wars someone themselves might... are fairly nefarious. <laughs> someone might be trying to incite violence. Like a gang. Game. Not even a gang, but someone might be trying to pit them against each other. In some kind of gang war. Mm. Or create a, a gang war where neither side giving, is actually responsible. Gangs. I'm giving disadvantage to any investigation checks you guys try to make to fit any clues together right now. <laughs> Rio Dead <laughs> is just the opposite of helping. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Bill>. himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick quick check in with the uh, Silk Scabbard duo. Uh, were you guys going to do anything with the note that was dropped to you by the Black Shield lady? Uh, I mean, I would give it to Glaz. Okay. I was, I would, I would think that you know, knowing that, um, I mean, I, I would assume we're aware of cleric type abilities, or certainly Rowan seems to have a, a contact with other the the other side so to speak oh and um, she she specifically said she wanted to know where the body was so right well yes we we know this is kind of her so but perhaps we we know where they are they want to go see misha go dance uh we can take the note and then go to the uh go to the graveyard and perhaps uh get some of this solved this evening it's certainly better to go rob a grave at night than during the full daylight she said something about talking with the dead, so maybe she's, I don't know, making a puppet out of it, but... Uh, Cloak, I would mysterious. say... Cloak, I would say that you have occasionally seen um, certain individuals from your home who are able to glean secrets <laughs> from the dead. Yeah, you I still have. say my comment and don't adjust anything I sure. said. I, I'm I'm just saying <laughs> that you're you're you are familiar yeah. with uh, the existence of these magics. Mm hmm. Also making packs. Um. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some people like to dabble. Um. So uh, I be I would look at glass and be like, um. Uh, you head out to the dancing bear. There's somewhere uh, I want to go check out real quick. And it's best if I go alone. 
What trouble are you getting into? No trouble. Can't get you in trouble if you don't get caught. How much trouble will you be in if you get caught? Perhaps you should wait and not do that right now? No, I should go right now. You almost hey, got killed last uh, time. No, it's not going to be that kind of thing, okay? I'm just going to go, you know, walking around. Glass holds up a mirror. Yeah. Have you met this person? The one right here. Oh. I don't know. That person behind me? Are you trying to no, tell me something? not that one. All wow. right, so Cloak, Cloak, where are you headed? And All right, so Glass, Glass, you're going to the Dancing Bear. Yes. Uh, Cloak, where are you headed? Uh, I, uh, as as we like split our ways after we're, uh, you know, jibing at each other, um, mm -hmm. I uh, get close to Phelan's house uh, okay. in an area where I'm, uh, I can like kind of ditch into the shadows, cast pass without trace on myself, mm -hmm. uh, and I am going to go break into Phelan's house. Okay. Uh, I will also say... As it turns out, the address of the cemetery is right across the street from Phelan's house, essentially, down the down the <laughs> block a little bit. Uh, if you look at the map, you remember there's a shrine to Saint Caron uh, by the bridge there, just on the outside of the wall of the Cobalt Ghetto. Uh, Phelan's yeah. house is up the street from that a ways, and that that note is sending you to the, the cemetery of Saint Caron. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'll take. So I'm I'm gonna be relatively close by, so uh, mm -hmm. I'll have some time uh, to like look yeah, through the place and then meet them at the. You'll graveyard. get there first. You'll get there first. Uh, it's basically just down the block from you guys, down the street, and then mm -hmm. Glaz is gonna have to go all the way across to the dancing bear and then back to you. So you'll have a good, okay. I don't know, tw 20, 30 minutes before they show up, assuming they move okay. with a, a bit of quickness. So all you right. can. So we can, I mean, we can make this very simple. Uh, as you, you get into the, the area of Phelan's dark, locked-up house, you whisper uh, you whisper to sort of the, the planes around you, and you feel this hum that suddenly goes dead. And uh, the shadows kind of coil around your feet and, and wrap around you, and you feel yourself just kind of blend into the night. Yeah, uh, and uh, with that, uh, I start uh, uh, finding uh, entrance to the house the back way, because uh, mm -hmm. I imagine this is, in my head, there's no other, like, houses, and it's probably the easiest to get into. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I would uh, try to stealthily, like, maybe break open the back door. Sure. Uh, um, do you have, like, a crowbar or anything, or are you just going to kind of kick it in or force it something? or? Um, I'm gonna use my sword to kind of like uh, as a crowbar and kind of like yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and make me a strength check? Okay. The, I have a, I have a great strength. That's yes, not true, but let's let's do it. Fuck no. Okay. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and make me a dexterity stealth check as well. Okay. Uh, we're gonna add ten to this roll. Yes, indeed. Uh, so this would be 12, 22. 22, all right. So even though it takes you quite a while, you know, your sword isn't really um, 
mm -hmm. the best tool for this particular job. You eventually manage to kind of carve the door frame out enough that you can get the tip in and actually get some leverage. Uh, you think mm -hmm. without your spell, this might have been quite a loud process. However, the sound that comes from the blade scraping and digging into the wood is barely more than a whisper. This uh, mm -hmm. sort of, it, you, and you can feel it. You've been around the essence of the Shadow Realm before. Some of Kari's magic, uh, some of the uh, that, that Shadow Pearl magic item you found. You can tell that you're mm -hmm. kind of drawing the essence of Shadow to cloak yourself <laughs> from, uh, from any prying eyes or ears. And so there's this barest whisper of sound as you crunch uh, the the door bolt through the actual wood of the door frame and you just hear this soft it feels sounds almost like distant popcorn popping instead of wood mm -hmm. splintering and the door swings yeah, okay. open. all right uh, I would uh, go in shut the door sure um, I would actually perception to see if anyone's uh, aware of me uh, uh, I, it's pretty dark where I'm at so I don't know mm -hmm. Uh, I would say with the stealth check that you made and um, the, the the time of night that it is, you see nobody watching you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, go in and uh, I would start uh, looking around uh, Phelan's stuff um, okay. and uh, using the advantage of my spell to uh, locate uh, any personal journals or any information uh, of what Phelan was up to. Okay. So you find a house full of mundane stuff, everything you'd expect to see. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't exactly have like an alchemy setup in there, but you do find like some spare pieces of uh, alchemist supplies. Not an entire set, but um, enough that you think you might be able to start putting one together if you wanted to, if you wanted to take this mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you find, uh, of interest, you find one thing you find a parchment note on his nightstand with a platinum mm -hmm. coin sitting on it. Uh, the platinum coin is one minted in Zobek. It's known as a headsman because on one side it has the uh, crest of Zobek. On the other, it has an axe. Mm -hmm. And sitting on that, uh, so it's sitting on this note and scrawled on the, on the note in a hand that you recognize because you look through a bunch of his formula and journals uh, mm -hmm. is uh, hang on one second let me make sure the name Elendora circled is that the hooker? <laughs> the hooker? <laughs> uh, the, the one that we made uh, uh, gave the money to to give Will drugs or Riordan drugs no, to no, give no, no, Will no, no, drugs no. I'd just no. like oh, to okay. just say for the record <laughs> And no one has bought me drugs. I buy them all myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the uh, so it's uh, the name is Elendora, and it's circled, and below that it says "painful pleasures." And the platinum coin was sitting like right on the the writing of the note. Okay. Um, so it doesn't look like anyone's been here for a while, right? There's like a, a light dust. The 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 fact that uh, people said they haven't seen him in about a week at this point checks out with what you're seeing in the house. There's a slight mm -hmm. smell of spoiled food in the kitchen, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to do, because since he was a worshiper of Morena, 
I want to see if there's any secret hiding hiding spots. Um, to see, like, if he was hiding like his religious items, or actually, you know, okay. like. All right. Uh, I would say that you find a small leather satchel uh, tucked under his bed, kind of hidden in the bed frame. You open it up, and it is mostly empty. It looks like it probably held something else at one point, but all that there is in there now is a very small... um, It's not even really a dagger. It's what you would probably call a very simple ritual knife. It looks like it's been very meticulously cleaned. It's razor sharp. And you can see that there's also um, a whetstone and and a little little bottle of oil uh, in the pouch for it as well. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check? Um, Okay. What I want to do is I want to spend my crit doing this investigation. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be a net 20 for you. Thank you, donations. Uh, And you can see that there is an impression in the inside of the leather where uh, there's a little strap and a, a, a basically a clip that would hold something there, mm-hmm. and you're able to ta- you're able to determine the reverse impression of a slightly carved relief, uh, holy symbol of Morena. That's missing. That's missing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would take that and I would put that like uh, under my cloak, the the dagger. Okay. Does the ritual dagger look similar to the ritual dagger that Reardon had? Um, no, I wouldn't know. Um, okay. It's very, very simple, but it's not like you can tell it's not a pocket knife. It's not. Uh, it's not big enough to be a dagger. It's not a kitchen knife. It's very much made with this almost the ceremonial feel to it. Uh, and okay. you suspect it has, you know, given that it's related to a worshiper of Morena, it's probably used for some sort of bloodletting, which yeah. would also make sense for why it is kept so damn sharp. You're pretty sure you could split your hairs on this edge. Yeah. Um, all right. So is there anything else that uh, I get from my investigation? I would say that you can tell that there used to be uh, just talking about kind of impressions inside the leather. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there used to be more than one platinum coin in there. Okay. And there is, um, but so, there's one now sitting on the, on the nightstand and on the note. Okay. Um, so yeah, I take that bag. I take the, the platinum coin and the note. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and put that away. Uh, and if there's nothing else here, um, other than I can tell that he hasn't been here in a while, uh, I'm right. uh, going to uh, make my way out of here out the back door. Okay. You can slip out. So, uh, Glaz, you make your way to the Dancing Bear. Uh, it was the plan to gather everyone up and head to the graveyard? Yes. Uh I, I, find, I look around and uh, I figure Riodan is probably uh, easy to spot as he's probably being Riodan. Um, <laughs> ah, there you are. Um, I sort of come in conspiratorially and look around. And go, oh, we have had a uh, we've had a message from um, our friend uh, Vandessian, and uh, I think love, we uh, love free. Yes, we. Uh, I think. Uh, this is for you, uh, Rowan. Oh, for, for me? Um, uh, the location of the, of the body. 
the body. This is most helpful. Was that the dead body? Yes, Rio Dan, it's the dead body. That makes it way too loud. A couple of a couple of nearby people just sort of stop in their conversation, look over, and then just go right back to talking, like very poignantly, uh, yeah. look away from yes, you guys. Yes. O- over my dead body, yes. <clears throat> and she says that she says that in Glass's voice. Over my dead body. <laughs> well, that is very talented of you. Uh, but she'll, anyway, she'll say, uh, she'll say, say in Cloak's voice, uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> this is weird. Now there's two of them. <laughs> well, if it's right, actually only four, if you add it all together, anyway. Um, <laughs> so is the plan to go to the graveyard? Let's go dig out that body. <laughs> and then, like, like three to four They call me the loud one. Like three or four ales and now leans really close to glass and goes I don't think your friend knows very much. You've been trying to ask him lots of questions, but don't know and she gets really distracted by the bear again. <laughs> it did a flip to see it went all the way around. <laughs> that is I think he does it on purpose, in fact. When you, the more questions you ask, he just starts saying things to confusion. The best is three. One, two, three. She tries to That's count it. how many you asked. I don't remember. One question. How many questions two do we ask? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, sorry. It's an old, it's an old Trollkin joke. You have to be, you have to be in this. But we anyway, stay here all night. Or are we going to dig up a dead body in the graveyard? I know which I want to do. Uh, Rowan starts talking in Rodan's voice and says, if, if you start talking about dead bodies, then uh, you won't be getting any drugs. Well, aren't we digging up a dead body? Isn't that what we're doing? Yes, isn't that what we we're doing? We are all in on this, right? We, are, we have all decided at this point in the night to dig up a dead body. <laughs> my, my, your finger is very soft. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all as callous as I thought it might be. All right, so you guys head out and uh, follow the notes directions, which take you back across the bridge into the uh, just outside of the Cobalt Ghetto, and you're at a very small shrine to Saint Karin, uh, and you can see the graveyard uh, in the the sort of the yard surrounding it uh, reaches all the way up to the riverbank. And uh, you can see a couple of fresh graves, just at a glance. Question: Did any does anyone have a shovel? If you're planning to come dig up a body, this is easily something that a few of you would perhaps think of. I would think that Glass would think of it, but I don't know if he's got one this late at night. Um, but I would bet you that Miss Kettle Whistle has a garden. She's yeah. dug up some you- bodies. You can swing back by your place and borrow a shovel from from D's gardening supplies. She is so nice. So, she had fresh uh, cookies. <laughs> uh, cloak, uh, you see them, see and hear them approaching, and you're just sort of uh, lurking in the shadows and bushes nearby, and they seem to notice you not even a little bit as they. Oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be walking behind them, listening. Okay. <laughs> 
So uh, you guys head to the graveyard, and you can check the notes on the scrap of paper and find the specific grave if you'd like. Does Puff Puff give him away? What is Puff Puff's passive perception? I'm just thinking Puff Puff probably has advantage at least on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she might have advantage on it. When your owner's What's close by. On the file? I'm just talking mad shit about cloak qualities. <laughs> <laughs> that little uh, bastard. <laughs> God, I could never stand. Uh, you have advantage, really? <laughs> but thanks to his spell. Bad, but... Thanks to his spell, he defeats even her sharp senses. Ah. Uh. It's really not as bad as you think. The only thing I don't understand, he eats crackers in his bed, and I can, there are crumbs in his bed. How can anyone sleep with crumbs in the bed? I don't understand that. Rowan's, <laughs> Rowan's playing along as she's as she's digging, saying uh, in close voice, how can anyone sleep with crumbs in their bed? Rowan's <laughs> <laughs> so giving, cool. like, unhelpful, unhelpful, like, mansplaining. Come on, put your back into it. There we go. <laughs> just watching. All right, so so who's digging? She's just Rowan. Rowan, Rowan is digging. All right. She's, uh, so you guys find the grave. It is uh, it is relatively fresh, and uh, you I, are yeah. Digging up I'm just pot. saying after, after probably about two little tiny spoonfuls by a 200 year old raven folk, I think Glass will probably take take the shovel and try to okay. move some dirt. And out of the two shovels that she's done, she's just flicked the. The dirt back into Rio de Dan. <laughs> Come All on, right. that's more like so, it. There we go. Some it'll, uh, it'll it'll take a, a decent while for for Glass to do this alone, but you do manage to eventually. Probably a I don't know. I'd say a couple hours later, most likely. This is a pretty sizable hole you have to dig. Uh, you dig down, and you're sweaty and hot, and your muscles are sore, and you hear a very satisfying thunk when you drive the uh, the blade of the shovel down into the the last few inches of dirt. And you are, uh, yeah, you are standing on a wooden casket. You know, don't tell Cloak, but I'm betting that the secret library might be underneath the library. I will have to keep this shovel for a little longer. At this point, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting on top of the the the, the gravestone, going, "No." Oh, there you are. Hi. Uh, uh, so yeah, Cloak's uh, Cloak's voice very suddenly pierces pierces out of the night. Yeah. You guys are very noisy for what you're trying to do right now. You're going to give me a heart attack. Tilly does the Please. drunk loud whispers. What do you mean we're being loud? Oh, God. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. <laughs> we could have some of your little shadowy stuff to keep us quiet, but uh, you showed up just in time. Thank you for missing out on all the work. Oh, no, I've been here the whole time since you guys got here, so... So yes, you are being helpful as always. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm going to put a bunch of crackers in your bed now. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Ro Rowan looks straight at Cloak and says back in his voice, I'm going to put a, a bunch of crackers in your bed. See, that's racist. I agree. That's very insensitive, Rowan. Honestly. What, for, for, for putting crackers in his bed? No, mocking my race. We have lovely voices. You, you do have lovely voices. That's why I'm imitating it. I'm just giving you shit. That's okay. 
All right. So, uh, so Glaz has. I, I don't understand your human. I do not understand your human. Do you guys does. want to haul the casket? Well, yeah. How do you want to? How do you want to handle this? Do you want to haul the casket up out of the grave or what? I would think that we do this down here so that we are not all up in the open. Uh, hop on down, everyone, and we can open up the top and uh, say hello to our uh, lovely okay. teeth. So, so this isn't like a um, a modern coffin where it's nice and has an, a front part, a, a top part, and a bottom part that opens. Oh, no, I this is like a, a full. This is like a pine box with the lid that's nailed on. Um, this isn't exactly a big hole. You think maybe one person down here could manage to pry the lid up and then move it. Uh, unless you wanted to, like, everybody, like, all five of you down in that hole is going to be very crowded. Well, I was thinking that Glass would take the top off, then Rowan would go down. But th- I figure that's less conspicuous than having sure. a coffin up top. Yeah, that's fine. You just said everybody come down, and I'm just saying that if you do that, you've basically filled the hole with yourselves. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So you're you're prying the uh, the the coffin up. Uh, yeah, prying, I'll prying the lid, the lid off. Yep. Okay. Uh, so you guys hear the creaking of uh, of metal nails screeching against the wood that's kind of swollen with the moisture of the ground it's been buried in for several days now. And uh, there's a little bit of a cracking and creaking as you pull the lid open. Uh, inside is an, just a plain, unpadded pine box uh, and uh, laying in repose inside this, this, uh, this now-opened coffin is the body of a probably was once sort of a scarlet skinned tiefling but it's very pale and uh it's gone to an almost pinkish uh cast now uh her eyes are sort of glazed and glassy and uh she's wearing um dark clothing that looks like it's gotten kind of mildewy because of its soak in the river and there's just kind of this musty smell that that breaks out uh, that, that kind of wafts up when you crack it open. She was found now, in the water, wasn't she? She was. Uh, she doesn't look like she was there for particularly long. She's not like a bloater, if you want to okay. <laughs> get super graphic. But she's been in the ground for a week. Yeah. She's, she's been in the ground for a few nights, uh, okay. a, a few days at this point. So um, she's, she's, a, she's a good five, six days dead. But the only smell you're getting is that smell of turned earth all around you and that oh, sort of mildewy okay. smell wafting off of her. Huh. Cool. Never mind then. I was saying whether or not I was rolling a con check uh, to see the, whether Kilaz got sick. You're you're <laughs> you're not getting a weak dead body rot smell off of it, if that's what you're you're referring to. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Just, yeah. Just musty and mildewy and turned earth. Um Rowan extends her oh, hand down. So that's uh Sort of to ask Glass to help her down into there. That's oh, right. Glass will sort of come up and put Rowan and let help Rowan down. I I just want to uh, look around to make sure no one's like aware that we're here, or if there's like a gravekeeper or like guards um, looking around. Sure. Uh, you you look around. Uh, it looks like you guys are pretty well alone, at least at the moment. Uh, for much of okay. the time, your spell was helping cover any shenaniganry. Hmm. So, uh, Rowan, you help Hall Glass out. Oh, no, Rowan's asking to be let down. Oh, be let down. All right. Yep. So you can can hop on down. It's a little bit awkward. You're kind of like half standing on the edges of the coffin or kind of standing down in it and trying not to step all over the body. 
she's sort of going to just um, prop um, the tiefling up just a little bit into a, a, a kind of a sitting up position. Okay, so you, you, yeah, you haul her up and slide her up the coffin some and uh, just sort of like manhandle her up into a sitting position against the uh, the ragged edge of the grave behind you. She sort of slumps over the tips of her curling horns kind of gouging into the mud and causes her head to loll to the side. And Brown's just going to uh, hold her, um, her holy symbol, her all-seeing eye, and is going to start concentrating to cast Speak with Dead. Okay. Uh, gaming for the uh, the host there as well. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, what is the casting time on Speak with Dead? Do you have that handy? Uh, it is one action. Perfect. All right. So you mutter your your prayer to Wotan, and you reach out and touch the body, and the eyelids kind of flutter. What are you wanting to ask? Uh, she's going to turn to Glass first. What would you like me to ask? I have three three questions I may ask. Before she returns to the grave, I would think. Uh, what happened? Where is the scourge? Whether she, where, where this, where is this? This can be more than yes or no's, right? They, can they cannot, be. They may be um, cryptic, but they cannot say something of the future, and they cannot say something which has happened after they died. So yeah, I would say what. Uh, uh, I wonder if I need to ask if we need to ask it. Did she sell the scourge, or whether uh, where where what did she do with the with Riodin's blood scourge? scourge. Where's my bloody scourge. sword thing? <laughs> so, Rome will look and say, "What is? Are you aware of or what is the location of?" The blood scourge which was given to you by the Dampir Riodan. So, uh, you can hear this sort of rasping, terrible, ragged breath and this faint, thready voice. I don't know. As in, what did you do with it? Ah, okay. So you that's, asked her what she's she trying. To, that's that's what she. Yeah. Well, you you said what is the location of it, right? So that's one right. question. You get five total. Um, yep, so so you're asking one. what she did with it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've got What did you What did you do with it? I tried to kill her. Who's her? She's asking cloak since we're both at the top of the hole. <laughs> Um, I I might have something. Uh, so I went into uh Phelan's house, um, and uh, does the name Ellen Dora or the uh painful pleasures mean anything to anyone? Would you like me to be ask more, her? Be more specific. Painful pleasures comes up a lot. Uh, perhaps it is another shop. This was in. This is in Feywin's house. I mean, yeah. we have the book fetish, the painful pleasures. But I think that we can ask other people about that than using a question for the dead on that. 
Well, Shall let's I ask, ask who she is. Should I ask? Yeah, who she tried to kill. That's our second question. Yeah. No third. This will be your. This will be your third question. Yeah. I hope it's not a bloody Christmas one. How many questions do we have? Five. Five. Total. Okay. It's Cosena, but who knows? It might be Elandora. Who was it mm. that you tried to kill? The Blood Mistress. Mm. Does that mean? Oh, she's she's asking Rodan. Does that mean Mirena? What does the Blood or, Mistress mean to you, Rodan? Or Cosina? Yeah, I could be talking about the Cusco's woman. <laughs> hmm. That would be my guess. I mean, I you can't try and kill Marina. She didn't get in a fight with a bloody goddess, did she? She probably got a fight with this woman who tried to kill me in my dream, who stole the scourge. I mean, it's all connected. How are you only now seeing how this is all so obviously connected? Hold it from the start. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe uh, what okay we asked her what did she do with the scourge she tried to kill her what and we asked her where's the scourge now she doesn't know so we need to somehow phrase a question to see what does she know who killed her was, well how, how was the scourge with her when she died that's a good well, yes or no she, well should we we did ask her what she did with it, and she said that she tried to kill her. Right, but that's kind of an yeah. open ender, because that after yeah. that she could have she could have thrown it in the river. She could have, or if she, she died with an arm, maybe sold it afterwards. I mean, her maybe. Uh, Just ask if she has it. I guess if this blood mistress still has what has the scourge now. Maybe. Oh, that's a good her. one. Yeah, does the blood mistress have the scourge now? She already asked where the scourge is, and the. Answer oh, was I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, Rowan leans even further of the dirt. Does she know who killed her? What do you remember of your demise? Blood and laughter, and fangs and claws and so much blood. Well, I think that the blood mistress killed her. <laughs> so. Perhaps the blood mistress now has. Uh, well, the, your vision wasn't just a vision. It is. It was truth. We have seen that, that Kosina has the scourge. That's now verified. It wasn't just a symbol or a or a, a dream. Tilly, Tilly deeply gasps. <gasps> what if the vision was? Wait, what if the vision wasn't actually this Cosina person attacking real death? But it was attacking her and points at the tiefling. That real dad saw through the tiefling's eyes in her last moments. Her well, flip her over head. and see if she has the same wounds as his bruises. Ooh, yeah. Can we do that? Can we flip her over? Uh... Sure. Give her the Just old see If she's okay, scourged uh, the way, I'm like sorry. the pattern, the same. Looking at her a little more closely, you can see that the flesh of her throat is torn. 
uh, and she has uh, what look like claw marks on her arms and shoulders. Um, you do not see anything that looks like scourge lashes. Okay. Okay. So, but that that was a good one. That was simply that was that was good good thought there. Uh, I just um, I can't the smell of the grass. I just I'm gonna sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more question to ask. So what shall we ask her? Shall we ask her something related to Phelan? Yeah, this would... I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, I mean we the have only thing I can think critical. of... Um, I don't know if you can ask something like, do you know the fate of Phelan? Or was Phelan uh, killed by the same person? Or is Phelan alive? That's the whole thing is they don't know anything. They don't know anything that they didn't know. This is just like basically pooling their right. memories. Yeah. Well, but we can uh, say if she w- was she with Phelan in the day, did she, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to phrase basically, did she, did she and Phelan meet cross paths? Whatever. I, I kind of want to ask, do you know who Ellen Dora is? Um, that's or, that actually not a bad question at this point now. Uh, Ellen Dora or Painful Pleasures. And I don't know if, like, to speak with Dead, if we can get, like, a weirded question, like, or uh, this information, if they're just only going to give us one information, even though they have yeah. knowledge of both. Um, so. Uh, ask her if she knows who Ellen Dora is. Uh, Rowan, you can make a wisdom religion check. Or rather, mm-hmm. a wisdom check with proficiency. If you're not proficient in religion, that's fine. I am. 14. Um, so you know that the answers that they're going to give are probably going to be very simple. Uh, so a question like that, you're almost surely just going to get like a yes or a no. Oh yeah, do you know Elendora? Yes, wham. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, Curse uh, Elendora to you. <laughs> ooh, are well, is Elendora a? I mean, this is just me. My guess is that painful pleasures that Elendora is another is basically another uh, Layla that Layla. At the book fetish and Elendora, painful pleasures are both sort of gatekeepers to more Morena. So, I mean, I, I just I, don't know. I could ask, what was her connection to the cult of Morena? Ooh, now that could work. It's just going to give you Phelan because Phelan was a worshiper of Morena. All right, uh, so you guys know, or Rowan, you know that the spell lasts for 10 minutes, so you have a little yeah. bit to think <laughs> hey. about if you like. What, what, um, I would be right yeah. back. You guys can keep uh, okay. thinking okay, about yeah. what you'd like to ask for your last question. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, worst, I think... Worst comes to worst. Worst comes to worst, and we can't think of something to, to ask, then I'll just uh, get Leo done to ask her uh, where the rest of the drugs are. Well, we can always ask about the dagger, because we don't know the dagger ended up in the same place. Did you sell the, her the dagger as well, Riordan? Yeah. We know that. Yep. I have that in my notes. You really so, need to get someone who uh, 
keeps a hand on all of his possessions. I need a treasurer. Well, or maybe, uh, ooh, how about who what was you your guys? contact? Ooh, 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 how about who was your contact in the Cloven Nine? Oh, now that's because that could give us that could give us a in at the Cloven with the Cloven Nine. I, mm-hmm. I like. I mean. I, I can't think of anything else. I think that might be the best because that right. at least gives us another name. It, yeah. Every, I, I mean, I'm, that's open for suggestion. That's just my best thought for what to do with it. That just gives us another I name and someone to talk that. to. And Cloak, you can do, you go do your persuasion magic that you are that you were sent or somehow were given them, and because you can do all your funky gnomish magic on them to make them believe you. With what other crap story you put together? I mean, Lovely, I'm just very persuasive. Story. Yes, you are very persuasive. So yes, I would. Perhaps we should ask who her contact was in the Cloven Nine. Gives us another name and possibly another way to uh, track some of this down. I, I believe. Like it or not, I think they are somehow involved. There seems to be some kind of gang warfare happening whether they know it or not someone might perhaps be setting them up i just had a thought though what if it's just coincidence that this guy, that she happens to be in the you know happen with the cloven nine and then it's not going to mean anything to our though morena stuff we got nothing else i got nothing else to think of i can second guess stuff all day long <laughs> who was your contact with the cloven nine she uh, draws in a breath and says, I bite. And then <sighs> let's her I breath out. Spell? Like, like, like that, the spell I bite? <laughs> that is exactly what it sounded like. Yes. Uh, and her breath sort of rattles like out of her body and her, her corpse shudders and goes into this, I, I would say it's almost like a minor convulsion and her head sort of snaps up and her eyes roll back in her head and she's sort of shaking. Rowan, this is a little strange. You've you've never seen the recipient of a Speak With Dead spell do this. And her back arches and she sort of lifts up to her feet in front of you and when her head comes down, her eyes snap straight at you and she smiles and her teeth have elongated into needle sharp fangs oh. and her hands snatch Everybody out and grab a hold of you <laughs> so let's roll some initiative shall we oh shit yes yes queen adam says oh my gosh glass is actually gonna go like first it never Ooh. happens <laughs> oh dear God! Glass really needs to go first. God damn! All right. So, uh, anybody over twenty? No. Twenty to fifteen. Glass has a nineteen. <laughs> oh, crazy shit! <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, anybody? Fifteen to ten. I would be. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm long. I'm next. I read I'm going to swell. Yes. Okay. 10 to 5. That's me. Uh, 7. 
sorry, what did you have, uh, Tilly? Uh, a nine overall. I didn't add my plus two in. Nine overall. Got it. Yeah. Tilly nine. Rowan was seven. Aye. Is that right? All right. Uh, Cloak, where are you at? Three. Three. Oh, I, roll, I rolled a one. <laughs> All right. So I am giving Okta a surprise. Uh, I'm saying you guys are surprised. Uh, it seems oh, yeah, to absolutely. me that you guys were not exactly expecting that. So if if you want to argue with me, I'll hear your pleas. But I, I'm judging by your reactions. I think that was pretty shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she is going to lash out at uh, at Rowan. Uh, Rowan, I what's your armor class? Oh, um, uh, let's check what my armor class is. Mm. Oh, 40. oh, wait, no, that's with the shield. Um, 12. 12, very well. Oh, no, no, wait, 14. 14. Okay. All right. All right. So she lashes out with her claws, digs them into you, and you shriek in pain. Uh, you take uh, eight points of slashing damage and you are grappled as her claws kind of uh, bite in. Uh, she draws you forward and with this uh, hissing sort of laugh drives her fangs towards your throat, but you're able to kind of swat her away and fend her off. So top of the order is going to be Glazishin. Um, Glaz being shocked uh, and seeing this uh, dead body uh, hop up uh, is going to uh, he, yeah, he's freaked out he is going to pull out uh, his um, his uh, orb his diamond and is going to cast a chromatic orb um, All right. on uh, this uh, lovely uh, little undead uh, thing here so I need to uh, roll me a, a a six to hit on oh, a nat one. Glaz was really one. scared. All right. So so Glaz, you manage to fumble out the diamond and you hold it in your hands. And as you you begin to chant these ancient words of power, the diamond spins and gives off this candle flame light and you gather the ball of flame out of it into your hand and hurl it, but you're sort of like still wrong-footed and stumbling back from the, the startled fright you just received, and the ball of flame uh, goes wide and just lances into the wet earth of the grave with a sizzle and a sputter. Uh, Ryodan. Yes, oh dear. Um, look out, Mumbo Mama, and I run down towards her, uh, towards this creepy... Creature, woman, dead thing. And I'm going to cast right, an so, inflict wounds. All right. So you have seen plenty of vampires in your time, Ryodan. Mm. This is a frigging vampire. Uh, okay. And... I'm going to do that. Then. <laughs> so, I mean, you can. Oh, I know what I like. do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instead. Oh, in fact. Oh, man. Fuck myself here because I am decided that I'm not going to use any cleric spells. So I was say, um, are you going to yeah, are you going to pray to Mirena or? Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I draw my rapier and All right. uh, uh, go down for some Jack Sparrow style fencing. Uh, okay, so um, down in the grave right now are uh, Rowan and Octa and now Riodan, Right, Glaz, you went up top. Yep. To get out of the yeah, way. I was, Is that shooting, right? down from, I was shooting okay. down below. So it's going to be backwards over the shuttle. 
it's going to be very crowded. It's going to be difficult for anybody else to get down there. But uh, So it looks like with your result of an 8, Ryoden, uh, you're kind of um, trying to bring your rapier to bear, but it's got a long reach, and you don't have a whole lot of room to maneuver. And she just sort of, as she's struggling with Rowan, throws her shoulder into you with this immense strength that um, uh, nice. doesn't seem to match her very slight, slender frame and, uh, and throws your, your strike off. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Okay, so Tilly hearing the shriek from Rowan immediately goes into protector mode and with two hands reaches down to grab Rowan by her clothes and pull her out of the pit. Okay, uh, I, will, I will allow you to make the strength athletics check uh, to try and uh, break this grapple on behalf of Rowan. You're gonna have to forgive me. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm a so, noob to rolling sure. stuff. I'm used so, to rolling. So, being able to click yep, and no go. problem. Okay. So you just need to roll one of the d20s and you add your athlete, your strength athletic score to it. Uh, if you're proficient, it'll be your strength bonus plus your proficiency bonus. Uh, that plus seven for athletics. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Um, Rowan, you are seized kind of by the collar and the hood. Uh, by these vice-like fingers, and you're just ripped out of this creature's grasp. And um, with that roll, uh, I'll say that you can even haul her up and out of the grave, Tilly. Okay. I'm not going in the grave. I just wanted to pull her out of the way right now. Are yep. you okay? Yep. You, you basically she... reach down, grab her, and haul her back up to the, to the ground level. Uh, <laughs> Rowan, your turn. Foul beast. Thank you, Tilly. Okay. <laughs> She's going to handle divinity to um, turn undead. All right. Uh, so I believe, what is your spell save DC? Uh, let's check. Is 14. 14. Ah, uh, unfortunately, the creature's will is strong. You touch uh, Wotan's symbol and call out to him, and you all feel this... Um, you get this sensation, you know when you've done something wrong or bad as a child and then dad comes around the corner and you could just feel those eyes on you? You all get this feeling that something sees you in this moment and it's a little bit, it causes your skin to prickle. Uh, the, the vampire hisses and she throws her bloodied nails in front of her face and shrinks back from Rowan and then grins and you can see these little tiny red embers burning deep in her eyes. She kind of thrusts her chin forward toward the raven folk and <sighs> snarls defiance at her. Um, uh, and seeing that doesn't work, she's going to um, use a bonus action to summon a spiritual weapon. Okay, no problem. So you may make your spell attack. Uh, what form does your spiritual weapon take? Probably a spear, I would imagine. Yeah, spear. Like, like, like Wotan's spear. Yep. Um, All right. So, uh, so there's a shimmer, and this spectral spear appears in Rowan's hand, and then flies toward the vampire. Uh, and sorry, Puff Puff making a noise in the, noise in the background. <laughs> Puff Puff is barking. No problem. <laughs> so go ahead and make a spell attack. Okay. Need to. Figure out how to do that. It will be um, plus my modifier, which is plus six. So should I just roll a yep. d20? Yeah, you can just roll a d20 and add six to it. Uh, ooh, nine. that is that is a nine. Okay. She, uh, can I use one she... of my natural twenties? 
Yes, yes, you may. You may absolutely burn it. All right, so she um, tries to drive the, the spear out of the way, and it actually impales her through the hand and drives straight into the side of her chest. So go ahead and uh, roll your damage for a critical hit. So that'll be 2d8 plus your wisdom modifier. And I believe that is okay. force damage. Plus three. Mm-hmm. So, so that is going to be a total of 13. Ouch. And she's just she's just um, staring daggers at her fellow beast. You should never have tampered right. with your body. She shrieks in pain as the uh, the spear misses her heart by a fraction of an inch. Um, and she kind of throws the weapon out of her, which just sort of tumbles in the air and then drives right back toward her. Uh, so that's going to be, that's the end of your turn, I believe, unless you want to move. Uh, she'll stay there. Okay. It's at the edge of the grave. Uh, righto. Uh, she is going to, so at her turn, you can see the, the, the ragged wound that doesn't bleed, but you can see this thick, dark red, syrupy blood, almost black, particularly in the moonlight, just kind of oozes down the front of her shirt until it rolls in reverse and pulls itself back into the wound. And you see the, uh, the wound begin to seal. There is still a little bit of a mark left, but nearly all of the damage done has been repaired. Uh, so she uh, she sort of laughs this um, this cold chuckle. <laughs> You're going to die in this graveyard, bird lady. And she snatches her claws into the sides of the grave and scuttles up the six-foot wall and lashes out at you, just kind of clinging to the wall like a spider. Uh, so that's a 13. You said your AC is 14? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's actually 14 or if it's 12 because I um, oh. had shield equipped. So uh, let's just say it's 12. It's 12. All right, then then that will hit you. So she'll hit you with her, with her claws. Uh, and you're going to take another eight points of slashing damage. And she is She's... going to try to bite you. <laughs> rolls a one uh, and so you uh, kind of grab her by the face and she's gnashing her fangs towards you and you're desperately trying to hold her back uh, Cloak, your she turn just, she just shrieks back in her face um, so, so she's climbed up, right? yeah sort of, not she's like, out, she's but like, kinda like on she's, the edge she's like, yeah, not all the way out she's like maybe head and shoulders out of the grave and just stuck to the wall of it somehow. Uh, so what I'm going to do, because I'm a crazy bastard, um, okay. is uh, I mean, like, nah, we're not going to die here today. And I'm going to jump out onto the back of her uh, uh -huh. and attack her twice uh, as I just like jab into her, like like right here and probably so right are, where that wound is and like jabbing into it. Like, and are you like trying to grab hold of her? Yes. Okay, uh, so that'll cost one of your attacks to try and grapple her, because like you're talking about uh, okay. jumping out into the grave, right? Uh, so then I don't want to waste one of my attacks to grapple her, 
because I'm not good at grappling. So I think I'm <laughs> going to be more dexterous uh, in this point. And so as she's, what I'm going to do is jump across the grave. And as I'm jumping across, like, like bring my fucking like C shape, like right across her back. So um, you're going to try hopefully... and strike her while you're in the air, kind of sailing past her. Yeah. All right, um, I'll let you do that, but I'm going to give you disadvantage on your second attack because that's a very narrow window where you can't really position as you're trying to jump okay. past. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm also going to use my uh, planar warrior uh, okay. and uh, add to that. So let us do this. Um, where are you? Actions, there we are. Uh, all right, this is the uh, first attack. Uh, 21. Oh, that'll, that hits. And then uh, disadvantage for this one. Uh, 15. 15 also hits. Okay, uh, so here's the, the first D8 plus 4, so that's 9 plus a D6 to that, uh, which is 15. Uh, and that's and all 4 damage, right? Yeah. Uh, five plus another five, ten damage. So a total of uh, 25 damage. Whew. All right. She howls in pain as your uh, your saber begins to crackle with this incandescent blue energy, and you can see it uh, disintegrating the edges of her wounds as the blade slices into her flesh. All right. Uh, Glass, uh, and- your turn. Under my breath, all I want to say, uh, as I uh, land on the other side, kind of like muttering to myself a little bit in Infernal, is like, you fool. It's like, you fool. <laughs> all right. Glaz, your turn. Um, Glaz seeing this creature uh, right here. Okay, actually, no. First thing, Glaz, question. Um, am I uh, within range of the Shadow Road? Here you are not. Okay, just check. I think you have to be within you have to be within thirty feet of it, right? Uh, yes. If I'm not tied to it, uh, right. let me just double check. Yeah, you are you are out of range of it here, so you can draw on the uh, on the Everforge. Yeah, but it cast within a thirty feet. Yep. So I'm that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so I will do something different. Uh, Glass is going to. Uh, Seeing how close, because I assume this is, I mean, are are we in melee or uh, I assume having jumped out uh, within, I mean, Um, it's easily, easy for me to get into melee with this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's going to be a little tricky because there's Tilly and Rowan kind of at the edge. uh, And then it's just kind of peeking out of a grave on the side of it. So you might be able to get around uh, next to Rowan and and get, get reach on it. But it's going to be hard for anybody else to to kind of get there and stay there. Okay, well then I'll stick with I'll stick with range. So I'll just bring out the diamond again, and uh, okay. I am going to uh, I am going to go ahead and uh, uh, do I want to give it a try? I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to go ahead and tap my ley line because I'm glass. And uh, so let me go tap my ley line. I am going to try classes at the third level. So this is an int check for me. Um, and uh, the DC will be 13. And uh, I missed by a ton, so that is a backlash. That's a backlash. All right. You want to roll on the uh, roll the D10 for me? Yep, I'm doing it. Darn it. 
Uh, Dan, also, I forgot to add four damage to that roll. Uh, okay, so I got uh, a 29. Well, we, we, need to, we need to have a talk in a second there. Uh, you're doing too much okay. damage. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> it's okay, too uh, much damage. Too much so, damage. Uh, uh, this That's is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. So uh, I take some force damage uh, per right. level spell. So as so, you yeah. reach out to, to draw on your connection to the ley line, uh, you hear the diamond begin to resonate uh, with that that uh, the song of the line. And something, th- this area is just all sorts of disrupted with this dark, uh, the dark presence of this vampire having just come into being. And uh, you, you lose control of the magic and it begins to spark and flare with these almost solar flare looking loops that lash about at you. So I believe you take, uh, whoa, oh, that was a lot. No. That's not all of it. It's 2d6 whoa. per level of spell. And I said that I was casting at third level. Third level. Um, that is 26 so, force damage. Yep. So Glass takes 26 <laughs> force damage as this basically... I figure the diamond all but kind of explodes in his uh, in his hand at that point. So uh, if you remember Spider-Man 2 when they're doing the uh, the fusion reaction and it's getting out of control, you can see these uh, these looping arcs of fiery energy just sort of lancing out of the diamond, slashing into glass, disintegrating his flesh and carving furrows into the graveyard around you. One of the headstones is just sliced in two. And half of it falls into the this turf. This is not good. <laughs> Damn it! Oh. That's a that's a bad one. Oof. Yeah, that's All like right. the worst uh, one. Yeah. So, uh, re- uh, sorry. I think it's uh, Rio Dan, your turn. Oh boy. Uh, sorry, I don't do healing anymore. <laughs> I wipe out the rapier. What kind of cleric are you? I'm not a cleric. And it's All a right. sixteen to you... hit. You do manage to hit her, though. And that will be 10 points of damage. Oof. All right. So he's a classically blade. trained like fencer. So he's like he has some form, even if he's really, really rusty. Your uh, y- your blade runs into her body and she sort of like twists a little and uh, the, you, you run her through, slide the sword out. And there's just this little nice. thick spurt of a drop of blood. Uh, she seems to um, not really pay as much attention to the wound as you would expect. You know, she appears to be resistant to that damage. Uh, all right, so one thing, uh, Cloak, when you use a Planar Warrior, you yeah. uh, only get that bonus damage on the next yeah. attack, not all of them, so, and it's a so D8. That one time, yeah. yeah. That's why the, it, the bonus damage is a D8? The bonus damage is a D8. Oh, I have it as a D6 here. Yeah, it's uh, so when you use Planar Warrior, um, the next time you hit that creature this turn with a weapon attack, all damage dealt is force damage, and it takes an extra 1d8 force damage from the attack. Okay, I've been rolling a d6 this whole time. Uh, so yep. basically, um, the, that the vampire would get one hit point back, because uh, I was doing the math in my head after I read it. Because uh, I was like, yeah, because I rolled an extra uh, d6 on the other one, so... Um, right. Yeah, so that that's a the kind of counterbalance that, but um, so I'll roll uh, D8s from now on. I won't complain about that. And it's and it's only on the next hit. It's not all hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's and, uh, the first so attack. I mean. The main issue there being the second hit was not magical, uh, so it seemed to shrug off much of that strike. Okay. Uh, all right. So that was Riodan Tilly. Your turn. 
Uh, okay, so Tilly stands on her two feet, straddling over Rowan. Mm-hmm. Takes her warhammer with one hand, swoops over around, aiming for the strikes in her back. And then, mm-hmm. because she has shield better, she has an additional attack with her shield and uses the rim of the shield to attack or to hit the neck or aim for hitting the neck. Uh, at the it. same time, shrieks at Rowan because she gets really feisty in battle to her to get back. All right. Uh, all right. So make your attack rolls. If you don't have it coded in, it's just a d20 plus your weapon's attack bonus, which is your strength bonus plus your proficiency bonus. Okay. So for uh, you, so I believe that's going to be plus a seven. plus eight. That is a critical hit, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. So on that first strike, you get to roll double your damage dice. Uh, you're using a warhammer, okay. correct? So you mm, roll 2d8. Plus yep. five, I think. 2d8 plus five. Nice. The system's so weird, I just want to type it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, four, so that's going to be 15 five. damage. Oof. Good lord. All right, that's a that is a hell of a strike. Uh, so you can make your second attack. That was merely your first. Yeah, second attacks with the shield. Boop, boop. So an eight plus seven. Oh, cool. Thanks. And ours. So how did we do on the next attack? Did we do that or? Oh, I rolled it, but it didn't. If it doesn't make it in the chat, it doesn't seem like it wants to. It rolled all the oh, way no. to the portraits. That's fine. Uh, you just tell me what it was. Uh, landed on an I, eight, I, so eight plus seven, or eight plus seven, so fifteen. Fifteen hits. That's exactly what you need. Cool. And then that's one d four plus five. One d eight plus. Oh, it's the shield. It's the shield. Got it. Yeah, the shield. One d four plus five. I can't read what that is. I'm. Not, I'm so sorry. I think it was a two. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you want, you could re-roll it into the chat box. Uh, I'm just. I think I, I can. I don't want to be that person, but. I'll take the one. That's fine. One plus five. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, did you miss with I'm your just second type hammer it next attack? Time. Yeah, did no, you miss I only with your... hit. I only hit once with the warhammer and then once with the shield. So it. Be All right. So you, you get to make yeah you get to make a second attack because you have the extra attack feature. So you oh, can yeah, make a second right. attack with your warhammer. Okay, let's go. Let's freaking go. Yep. yep. So. Uh, seven. Thirteen plus seven, so twenty. Thirty twenty. Oh yeah, that yeah, dirty twenty absolutely hits. So go ahead and roll your warhammer damage again. Not critical this time. <laughs> uh, it's a D eight uh, that you're looking for. Oh sorry, it's all out of whack now. I hate that it's out of order. No, I did a D ten again. I'm so sorry. Yes, you did. You're all right. I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna type it. Two. to make it reorganize. That's a lot of freaking damage from uh, from from Tilly's turn there. As that is another thirteen. All right, so there's a punishing series of hammer blows that strike out from the dwarf, and you could just hear bones snap as the hammer drives into the creature's back, and then she punches the rim of her shield into the bridge of the vampire's nose. And uh, you, all watching this, kind of, like, take a half step back. The onslaught that just got poured into this creature... She's doing yeah, her online Right. Uh, the punishment that just got thrown into this creature would have probably pulped uh, any normal humanoid. And the vampire, while it uh, certainly feels the, the sting of those attacks, it just sort of shakes its head and keeps coming. 
Rowan, your turn. Okay. So Tilly shrieked at me to get out of there. Yep. Uh, bear in mind that you are grappled by the vampire at the moment. Dan, I am going to use Ghostly Flesh. Ooh, all right. So all of you, your hearts kind of skip a beat as you see Rowan's eyes glaze. Uh, you've seen this look on your foes in battle as you drive your weapons and your spells through their heart and their life bleeds out of their body. Her eyes do that thing when someone dies. Her flesh shimmers, drains of all color, and you can see right through her. She becomes ghostly and it's substantial and just... <laughs> do you want to... Uh, that's an action, right? To activate that? Yeah. Uh, all right, so she concentrates for a moment and she becomes this wispy, grayscale, translucent version of herself. She looks ghostly and she's just kind of hovering in the air. Her feet don't even touch the ground anymore. And the vampire's hands just whoop, through her as if she were suddenly made of smoke. What would you like to do? Would you want to move away? Move away. I'm moving away. All right, behind. so that will, that will provoke an opportunity attack. Uh, which yeah. it will attempt to do. Uh, it'll hit you, but it seems like its claws can't really get the same purchase on your now ghostly flesh. So you're going to take uh, only four slashing damage from that as you are resistant to it. Okay. So uh, Rowan turns spectral and then just drifts away from the away from the vampire half hanging out of this uh, out of this grave uh, so you have a bonus action with which you could attack with your spiritual weapon I will be doing that all right so let me roll some uh, d20 yes oh that'll and hit I, oh and yeah the spear whips around in the air and drives into the creature's back okay. She's just sort of holding up her spectral hand and um, almost as if she's throwing it. All right. Uh, so and that's eight. plus my wisdom as well, so uh, three. So eight. So eight total force damage. No resistance to that. All right. Uh, her. So she, you can hear a popping and snapping sound from deep inside her flesh, these muffled cracks as her shoulder writes itself, and she slowly begins to heal from the punishing onslaught that Tilly threw into her. Um, she uh, snarls in this um, frustrated confusion as the raven folk turns insubstantial and just slips out of her grasp, quite literally. Uh, and she turns her attention onto Tilly and attempts to claw her eyes out. What's your armor class, Tilly? Uh, my armor class is a 20 one while I'm wearing armor. Or sorry, 22 Oof, right. while I'm wearing armor. Got it. So that one will miss. That one, however, will hit. Oof. So you will take... Man, I've rolled five every single time. That's super average. Uh, you will take uh, eight points of slashing damage, and it grabs a hold of you and starts, like, kind of pulling you down toward the, toward the grave. Uh, okay. But it had to make its second attack to do that, unfortunately. Cloak, your turn, sir. I'm muted. Um, so it's trying to drag Tilly down into the grave right now. 
Uh, it's got her grappled, yeah. Uh, okay, so what I'm going to uh, do actually, is... Actually, yes. In, in fact, she is going to drag Tilly into the grave. So she's going to drag you at half speed, Tilly, and pull you down into the grave with her. Um, Get your hands off of her! So I would like you... Go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw, since it's not a huge fall and you have, like, all kinds of crap going on. All right, this will be plus so, two. So, all right, yeah. So, so you managed to, yeah, you managed to kind of roll with the uh, the impact, and it's uh, partially cushioned because the vampire is holding on to you, so you don't take any damage from your fall into the coffin, but you are prone. Okay. Um, right. Go ahead, cloak. Sorry about that. Um. So at this point, um. It it fell back in, so I'm going to. Um, and how far of a drop is it? Like six feet into the. It's about it, it, it's, it's about you know five ish feet to to where the lid of the coffin is. So yeah, six feet or so into the hole. Uh, it's very crowded in there now. Rio Dan, you kind of stumble back as the vampire and the dwarf come crashing down into the grave, and they actually crush uh, part of the coffin's sidewalls under her weight. Okay, uh, I think it's time. Oh no, because uh, if I jump on it, I'll give people disadvantage to attacking it, won't I? No, not necessarily. Like you're gonna jump down and try and like gra- grab onto the vampire? Yeah, yeah. You can you can grapple it. No, that won't give anybody okay. disadvantage necessarily. Um, it will kind of keep you up out of the way, so you can be down there uh, without stumbling into your allies. Yeah, well, I'm small anyway, so I can, like, walk into right. their space. So it actually might not be crowded for me down there? It's it's crowded for everybody. There's just, okay. there's there's legs and bodies in the way is the problem. Um, no, that's fine. I'm going to attempt to grapple it um, with one of my attacks. Uh, I'm going to use Planar Warrior, but uh, I'm going to use that for the second attack I'm going to make. Sure. Uh, yep. I, I now have the Zancer's guide to what it is, and they've made some changes from uh, what I had. So, from, right, if you were using the Unearthed Arcana, it's different. Yeah, I was using Unearthed Arcana. So, um, let's see here. Um, so, what do I need to make a, a grapple? So, uh, a grapple is a strength athletics check, and it will make a. Uh, I guess it will also make a strength athletics check to try and rebuff you. Okay. Oof. Well, uh, it rolls a one. So you just ha and just dive right down onto her back and lock your your cloak wrap. So when uh, uh, oh, that's right. The ladies haven't seen cloak fight before. So his red cloak, as he is uh, dashing around and leaping across the grave, his left hand is wrapped in the hem of his cloak and he sort of whips it like a duelist's cape, using it almost like a shield, except as he jumps down, the edge of the cloak wraps around the vampire's neck and catches him, and he anchors himself as this garment snakes of its own accord around the creature, grabbing it. Uh, so now you can make your second attack. Um, okay, so my second attack, uh, I'm literally uh, going to uh, get very close in its ear uh, and just kind of whisper uh, in Infernal, being like, you're no devil, and then drive um, uh, the sword, like, right here, like, doing, like, the soldier's death kind of thing, uh, kind of getting that area, and... Um, sure. 
uh, and getting in there and like twisting it a little bit. Um, so let me give you an attack roll here. Make sure I'm not. Do so, please. Okay. Does a mm. ten hit? Unfortunately, it doesn't. It uh, you okay. kind of growl in its ear, and it just kind of shrieks and reaches back at you with its free hand and tries to claw at your mask, getting to your eyes, and you kind of have to. You're, you're sort of pushing against its hand, trying to clear the way for your strike. Okay. So that is going to be your turn, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glaz, that's you. Glaz is uh, sort of juggling this diamond. That's it puts it away. We need to end this. And now bleeding profusely from all of these terrible wounds from the backlash. And knowing we a healer and we don't have Carly here, uh, he thinks for a moment of Kari and begins to uh, gather shadows around his hand into a uh, into a blade of pure shadow. Um, Casting shadow blade? Casting Shadow Blade at third level, nice. and then uh, also you already cast a spell at third level. You only have one third level spell slot, don't you? No, fifth. I get two. You have you have two. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, that's what D and D Beyond says. That's what I'm going oh. by. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I claim D and D Beyond did it right. Uh, nope, that's fine. But, third uh, level Shadow Blade. Yep. So do a blade, and then, uh, but before uh, letting it loose, because it does have the uh, it has the throne property. So he's going to throw it. Uh, okay. He also is going to, as we talked before, you also see it begin to light up with flame, uh, this sort of green flame. As he uh, a bonus action and an action shadow blade is a bonus, and it's a cantrip yep. for the action. Do green green flame blade on it. So you see this blade of shadow that. Get covered in green flames. So I think you have to make a melee attack with green flame blade. Ooh, uh, you, know so you are you absolutely cannot, right. You, it you is absolutely a melee attack. Right. right. You can throw it for. You can just throw the shadow blade, but you can't green flame blade it. And down in there, glass certainly can't get down there. So never mind. Right. Um, you know, it absolutely says melee. You are one hundred percent correct. So throwing uh, the blade. No, he's gonna throw. He's gonna throw the shadow blade, and I'm gonna use one of my nat twenties because glass oh. is. Not feeling too good about this. Sweet, uh, I was about to give her some cover too, so that will not help. You burn it. You burn one of your twenties. Uh, all of you see Glaz whisper these deep, ancient words, and the darkness. It's like he reaches out and grabs a shard of the night itself, and it's this sort of wavering, jagged-looking, uh, just black sword-like smear of darkness that he throws like a javelin down into the vampire. Uh, that does cold damage. All right, psychic. Holy crap! What kind of damage does it deal? Psychic damage. Psychic damage. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So that... it drives into the vampire's body, and you can see the play of emotions across her face is this chaotic welter of agony and terror, and uh, the blade drives through her body, and it doesn't seem to leave any marks behind, and then just sort of dissipates. And she howls in agony and terror. Uh, she is not looking good. Not looking good at all. Uh, Rio Dan, your you, turn. Connie. We are on the hunt. Nice. Great, he's not 20. And uh, I'm gonna try and <laughs> stab her in the brain hole. 
All right. Um, so uh, inspired by inspired by Glaz's unerring strike, which uh, I don't know if you heard it, Will. He also used a nat twenty, mm-hmm. so make sure to mark off one of his. You uh, you wait for that perfect moment as she's rearing back in pain and drive your rapier straight toward her chest. Die. And that deals a total. Oh, that was quite nice, actually. Seventeen points of damage. Holy shit! All right, seventeen heft. She didn't Oof. have a brain hole right. before. She suddenly does now. Right. So you draw. Actually, you're going for the brain hole. So you actually catch mm. her in the mouth and past it. Like you hear it shatter uh. her cheekbone, and it drives up through her eye socket. And you wrench your blade out, and her her eye is now sort of bisected and is just filling with this thick black blood. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Uh, Dan, can you please give me a description of where everybody is at the moment? So at the moment, uh, it is a chaotic hellhole down in that grave right now. You've been pulled down and you're kind of on your uh, on your back and sort of butt, half, half laying uh, in the grave with the vampire mm-hmm. standing over you. Riodan is on the other side of you, uh, kind of thrusting his blade over your prone body toward the creature. And then Cloak is wrapped around the creature's back, like trying to drive his sword, which is still crackling with that blue energy down past her collarbone into her heart. Okay, and then, uh, you know, Rowan is up there being weird and ghosty, and uh, Glaz is standing at the, the lip of the, the grave. No, that's Could have just ended uh, that with Rowan is up there being weird. <laughs> <laughs> of course. She looks, she looks like a damn ghost. Uh, Tilly is going to... Um, Stay, she's going to stay low and try to sweep to the knees of the vampire with her warhammer to n- avoid hitting Cloak. Um, okay. At least knock it, knock it down. So as you, as you are prone, you will have disadvantage on this attack, meaning that you'll That's have to roll two d20s and take the lower. You can just click the disadvantage button, the disc yeah. button, when you roll your d20. Dang it, why is it? Okay, you have to make it on the jet. Striking to the knees. Did you see that? I, anyways... Uh, I did not, but if you want to just... I clicked disadvantage and I rolled once. It landed on 18, but I'll roll again. I don't understand why mine's not... You got to yeah. throw it in the chat, uh, like chat box on the left? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the first time it missed, second time I made it in the chat, and the third time it rolled up to the top again. Thank God! No. Okay. <laughs> did you, that, did you, you to roll? see that? I, I don't okay. see anything. Uh, can I type it via in chat? Because this, this dice rolling mm-hmm. system is not doing my favor. All right. Sure. Yeah, slash die. Uh, die. Eight and five. So it's so the the lower one was a five. Yeah, I know. I tried to do that before too. It adds them together. So your result was a five, and your bonus to hit is plus eight. Is that right? Uh, plus uh, seven. Plus seven. Okay. Five and two. It should be five and three because you're level. But uh, but anyway, uh, either way, that unfortunately does not uh, does not connect. She is able to kind of like lift her leg out of the way of your strike. You can take your second attack with your warhammer. Uh, I'm gonna do it again, but just go straight for the other leg once yep. she's lifted that one up. Same. Yeah, same, same deal. Old, same old. Okay. Yeah, you can put in a. Uh... Click on the disadvantage and then hit the oh. just roll one yeah. d twenty and it'll do it. I, That's all right. I clicked the, the lower, lower the worst upgrade and I threw it, but it's not registering that it's throwing. So right, okay. So the lower is a fifteen. Right. That is totally going to hit her other leg despite the disadvantage. Go ahead and give me uh, Warhammer damage. All right. 
Sorry, it takes me a little bit longer to type it out now. That's okay. All yeah. right. Nine. So that will be... And a quick side note for you, Dan, if you don't mind. I didn't yeah. I didn't update my character sheet on level up. That's why. Ah, Nothing's okay. been updated. No, no problemo. All right. And you can make your bonus action to shield bash her if you like, since you're a shield bearer. Oh, yeah. I used weapon. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's swipe at her toes. Yeah. Try and try and bash the rim of your shield down on her foot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, great. So sorry, I feel so bad. That's okay. It's okay. Everything down. It's all right. Uh, Despite despite the disadvantage, that still hits. Uh, You drive the rim of the shield down on top of her foot, and you hear bones break. And uh, I am going to go ahead and count this as magical damage because your shield is magical. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead and give me shield damage. Right. Oh, wow, Leslie. You can tell I get nervous because I can't type at all. Oh, shit. So that's nine. All right. So you smash your shield down on her foot. You can hear the bones pulp and pulverize, and she uh, now trying to stand on a, a, a destroyed foot with the, even the slight weight of cloak on her shoulders, pulls her off balance, and she falls back onto one of the splintered boards that you crushed with your armored body, and she, <gasps> her eyes go wide and looks down at the jagged piece of pine sticking out through the center of her chest and she screams this blood-curdling scream, and her skin and flesh begins to slough away from her bones in this thick gray ash. Tilly And in seconds, there's nothing left. Tilly almost is drooling with fight. Just... Ah, (laughs) About time! So Tilly, like, Tilly... Tilly kind of shoves you off your feet a little bit there, Cloak. It kind of rolls you over as and kicks up this big cloud of greasy ash, and she, like, springs up to her feet, sort of looking around for something else to smash. Um, as she does that, I was like, there's a lot to stake here. And she turns. <laughs> and she puts something in and looks at you and goes, <laughs> You're so funny. <sighs> so, I didn't know you were funny. Okay. Well, I mean, no better time than the present. No, um, I get it. <laughs> uh, at this time, Cloak would like kind of want to like peer out and to see if anyone is like coming at this commotion. Uh, so I would say that you can see what looks like lantern lights um, coming along the street uh, toward this direction. Yes. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go now. People are coming. Okay, so uh, you guys intending to... to... The cops, cheese it. Uh, So if you want to get away from those lantern lights, you can either go... um, Well, your options at this point are into the river or hope you can find a way into the cobalt ghetto, which you know is encircled by a wall. So up to you. Um, Or you can try to hide this is one thing I want to do. Uh, I'm I like as I get everyone up. I was like, "Stay with me," and I cast pass without trace. Uh, All right. So ooh, nice. Let, let's go ahead and have everyone make a dexterity stealth check and recall Tilly that you have disadvantage because you have big, heavy, clanky armor. And everybody gets to add ten to their total as the shadows embrace you and deaden the sound that your steps make. 
26 for me. 26, oh, actually, I don't have this advantage on this anymore because I'm not. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not wearing your plate. Yeah. That's 15. <laughs> All right. Nice. 18 plus 10. Uh, and a 20. All right. So the night simply swallows you all up and you're able to slip away over the bridge without the, the watch patrol uh, noticing you. And they head toward the disturbance in, uh, in the graveyard. And that is where we're going to call it for this evening. Congratulations. You're now vampire slayers. You'll never take us alive. <laughs> oh, boy. You didn't get those teeth that time, though, Ron. Uh, nope, not this time. Uh, oh no! Next well, time, we hear about it later. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there are other questions to be asked first. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. We'll, uh, we'll deal with some of that Ooh. next time. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Well, thank you guys for for watching tonight's episode. Uh, that's all we got time for tonight for the World Tree Burns. But we're here every Tuesday at eight o'clock Eastern, playing games. Come and join us, and definitely check out our sponsors, Cobalt Press. <laughs> com where you can get all of the midgard books and materials over there it's just a fantastic world so go and beat up your own vampires uh in midgard let's go around the cast and crew did we enjoy ourselves where can we find you guys online oh and let's give away like uh four sets of dice yeah let's do that um did you say four, yeah, four sets, sets of dice um so dan how was how was tonight's session uh and uh where can we find you online man uh i i had a blast um there was yet even more kind of in-depth role-playing and investigation. You guys are, uh, I hope you're enjoying it because you're kind of in the driver's seat for that stuff. <laughs> and uh, I am enjoying it. I love hearing you guys work things out and, uh, and try to figure out what all, the, what all the different angles are and uh, hearing your theories, many of which are correct, many of which are not, many of which will become <laughs> correct if I think they're better than what I'd come up with originally. Uh, I really oh, no. dig that stuff. That's uh, that's stuff that I kind of live for as a DM. So I really enjoy playing with you guys. That was fun, and you know we got to have a vampire combat. What's not to love about that? Right. Uh, so I had a great time. I really needed it. That uh, helped break some of the ice off of the gears in my brain. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at dan underscore dylan underscore one. Uh, I love talking D and D, particularly Rangers, particularly Midgard. Uh, so find me on there. Uh, give me a chat. Ask me whatever you like. I always love to talk. Awesome, fantastic stuff. And old school, how was tonight's session? It was great. We got to uh, fight vampires. I got to do more damage to myself than I actually did to the vampire, even with that the was a twenty. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Uh, yeah, I was I was in the teens, and uh, but it could have been worse, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, was... no. So I had to find it. Uh, you can find me all over the interweb as Tall Squall, uh, doing things here on Encounter Roleplay and doing stuff on my channel at two o'clock on Saturdays where we run it for charity. This month we're raising money for Toys for Tots. So stop on by to find out more about how you can support a great charity that tries to bring uh, make everyone's holiday season extra special. So thank you. Fantastic stuff. Uh, amazing. And uh, Simply Jackson, how was tonight's session for Tilly? It was fun. I think it's exactly what Tilly was waiting on. I was almost tempted in putting her into a pit fight at the Silk Scabbard just because she's been so itching for a little bit of a punch out. Uh, and formerly being a tavern brawler, she is like, needs to happen. Um, so I think she got out a lot of her pent up frustration with that, as well as coming down from being a little bit intoxicated, which was super fun. Um, 
I, I'm sorry again if I slowed down any of the dice rolls. Like, I was just saying for some reason my d20 wouldn't work until somebody else threw a d20 and then it did work. I don't know. I'm, no I don't problem. do technology. I just make art and that's all I do on my channel over at simply underscore JXM here on Twitch and uh, goof off and playing games. And yeah, that's that's it. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, McLogan, how was that for you? Oh, it was great. Uh, guys, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from such thing as uh, know what you're looking for and cloak vampire hunter. Um, so, uh, yeah, I uh, um, I am uh, I have a show that I run on uh, Mixer.com slash story quest. Uh, we are we're not having our show tomorrow because people are going to be out of town. But uh, yeah, uh, that's a D&D 5e Final Fantasy homebrew campaign I made up. Um, now, uh, for tonight's show, I love role playing, and I don't care if it, there's like a lot of role playing going on, especially if I'm not in the scene. Uh, even if I'm in the scene, I'll sit back and let everyone else role play because I want I want to hear what they have to say before uh, I chime in, or like I don't want to interrupt anyone. But um, and so I, I like. Uh, I like seeing how everyone interacts with each other, as well as like Cloak, who's been known to go off on his own to go break into shit. And it, Glass put it perfectly. He's like, "Oh, Cloak's giving me puff puff. What what's he going to go do? He's going to do shady shit." And I liked uh, all the improvis uh, improvisation that uh, uh, Paul Squall and I did. Uh, during the show, the the hidden library and the collegium and the 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 random conspiracies, so that was really fun. But yeah, um, I also want to shout out uh, a little show on Thursdays that's on this channel. Um, uh, my uh, girlfriend Metamancer is on that show. Uh, she she runs it. She's the what do you call City of Mists keepers? Are they uh, keepers? MC. Story? Oh, they're MCs. Okay, so she's the MC of that show. Um, and uh, is doing writing for uh, City of Mist as well uh, with Fortunes Row. Uh, so, uh, guys, go check that out uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it's a fantastic show, and the, the the cast of characters is ridiculous. So, there's a there's um, particularly handsome man who's on it as well. It's it's really charismatic and funny. He is. I, I saw the, I saw the scene where you guys switched. Uh, uh, you uh, yes. and Pumpkinberry switch scenes, and your ex-wife showed up, and yeah, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've laughed hard over a long time. I am yeah, Pumpkinberry. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, definitely check out that show. It's uh, yeah, Thursday, eight o'clock uh, Eastern. Um, so, so join us for that. Yeah. Thank you, uh, McLoken. Definitely check out all the stuff McLoken's up to. And last but not least, Scarlet Moth. How was that tonight for Rowan? Oh, that was that was the most tense session we've had so far. Uh, starting off with coming off down off that uh, drug high and um, Rowan becoming an awful enabler. I'm so sorry. To I'm so sorry, Cloak. I apologise. <laughs> oh, we oh, accepted can, it a long time ago. <laughs> they're all enablers to some degree. <laughs> I'm the wine aunt now. I'm I'm wine grandma. Uh, also. Also loving that interaction between um, Glass and Cloak with them. Um, oh, of course, it makes sense. She wasn't flirting with you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the most natural thing to assume is that she's part of some kind of sex cult or a prostitute. <laughs> so, <it's... laughs> 
And uh, hey, I, I'm excited. Sex cultists and prostitutes can flirt. <laughs> they, they can flirt. Wait, the Venn diagram is is, is <laughs> <laughs> It's more likely that uh, someone's going to be finding a secret library in the Collegium than someone's going to be flirting with Cloak, so... Aww. Or Gnome. Um, aww. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's his own words. Um, True. I am excited to see what's going to happen next week after that, um, after that battle, because there's probably going to be a few questions. Probably. Uh, how how hurt is uh, Rowan at this point? Like, where is she um, at on her hit points? 13 HP, so below half. Below half. Got it. She's bloodied. Okay. Cool. Yep. That'll be interesting. She, she's, uh, yeah, uh, not looking good. Yeah, so is Glass. Yeah. Got his own doing. I, I would think All so. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm Scarlet Moth. I'm an artist, cosplayer, D&D lover, and uh, internet shit poster. Uh, you can find me at that Scarlet Moth on Twitter and um, as Scarlet Moth on the rest of the interwebs. So you can come see what I do and uh, watch me. I've been uh, working on a portrait for Rowan, so I'll be popping Ooh. that up soon, hopefully. Yay! Rock and roll. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. What is it for me? Oh, tomorrow it's uh, Wednesday, so I've got Call of Cthulhu here on the channel at 1 o'clock, then there's Warhammer at 4 o'clock, and then there's the finale of Star Trek uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern. So join us for a, a fun-packed day of D&D all day tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Um, in fact, there's no D&D tomorrow. I lied. There's, it's, it's called the Cthulhu Warhammer and Star Trek, like I just said. Uh, but let's pick the winners for these uh, dice. Congratulations go to Tallsquall. God damn it, Tallsquall. We're rigged every week. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> let's see who else we can pick every totally time. Totally rigged. Gotta rig this bot out. Doinks, Do- congratulations, my friend. Uh, Tari, congratulations Tari! as well. Let's see, one more. Doinks again wins another set of dice. Oh, he's just rolling in dice, that man. Congratulations, you guys. And uh, let's see. A couple more dice to give away tomorrow. Three more sets. So uh, join us then. Big thanks to our sponsors, Tabletop Loot, for giving away all these dice. I've got too many dice. I don't know what to do with them. I will probably you, just make a new... You better with... enter tomorrow so that Squall doesn't win some more dice. Yeah, right. I mean, honestly, this this is uh, Stop it's enabling ridiculous this now. I'm very so transparently rigging this. <laughs> but hey, um, let's uh, let's see. Oh, Siren of the Realms is on, so go and watch some D and D in the meantime tonight. I'll go and host yeah. the D and D channel. But until next time, my friends, try not to roll too many nat ones because we want to be a laughing when you do. Good night, everybody. Farewell. Bye. Bye bye.